Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. Hey, everyone. It's Scott from Marty's Illegal Stick Hockey Podcast and the Zamboni Time Machine. If you want to create your own podcast, the best option to make that happen is Anchor. If you ever heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, and who doesn't like free? There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. fans and welcome to episode number 62 of marty's illegal stick hockey podcast recorded here on february 1st 2022 we have got a wild show lined up this is going to be a lot of fun so i want you to make sure you're buckling your seatbelts this is going to be a good one before i bring our guest in though i'm going to bring in our co-host the 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 man who is just the macho one himself he is the you know he's just become the straw that stirs the drink around here you know, the mouth of the South, the Macho Dom, whatever you want to call him. It's Macho Dom, Dom Real. The mouth of the South, superstar Billy Graham. Wake up early, work out for five hours, run 19 miles a day, swim across the Atlantic Ocean. Unbelievable condition. The man of the hour, the man with the power, too sweet to be sour. Scott and Scott, what's going on, guys? How's it going, listeners at home? Shoot us a like, share the show, tell your friends all that fun stuff we're cooking, rising up the charts every week. It's tremendous. We got merch coming. You want a shirt? Let me know. And this week, tomorrow at the Adirondack Bank Center, I am being enlisted into an army. Scott, do you know what army that is, Scott? I do believe it's the Balls Army. Balls out, Balls Army. Shout out to those guys. Give them a follow on Twitter. Give me a follow on Twitter, folks. Tag right here at Real Talk. And Scott, would you shoot it over to our guest? Because we got a good one today. Absolutely. And before we do that, I do want to let everybody know we are going to have the Balls Army guys on this show on February 15th. So we got that to look forward to. But for the here and now, we have got an awesome guest lined up. You know, our Utica Comets, uh, that's our local team here, are playing the Laval Rocket this week. They're playing them twice, Wednesday and Friday. The Laval Rocket are, of course, the AHL team of the Montreal Canadiens. So we felt it was apropos to bring this guy in. He is the co-host of the Lockdown Canadiens podcast. He is also a contributor to HabsOnThePrize.com. He is the one, he is the only, Mr. Scott Matlock. What's going on? Well, thank you very much for having me on, guys. You know, I'm always down to talk AHL, NHL. If you can call what the Canadians are doing this season oh. hockey, but <laughs> I, am always, I am always down to uh, 
to have a good time and be on the show. So thank you for having me on. Absolutely. We, we, we appreciate you taking the time to come on because this is going to be a lot of fun. So, Well, for some of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Let's start your misery off right off the get-go. How's that? So the Montreal Canadiens, what has gone wrong this season? <laughs> How long do we have? Um my first thought, it would be easier to say what's gone right in which uh, Nick Suzuki hasn't gotten injured, and that's probably about it this season. Uh, uh, you better knock on some wood. <laughs> believe me, I do it every single day. We see somehow the only Canadians player who has dodged COVID or being injured. It's actually stunning at this point. Uh, the team has been so beat up by injuries, COVID sweeping through the team. Everything that could possibly have gone wrong for this team has just happened. Goalies injured. Goalies making saves and then getting injured. Good players going on a hot streak, getting injured. Players going on a hot streak, getting COVID. GM got fired. The coaching staff, it isn't working out. Everything that just could possibly go wrong with this team has. They're bad. Do not do not mistake that. They're not a good team this year. Are they eight wins bad? I don't think so. And I do think they're obviously going to improve on that going into next year. But right now, it, it's not great there. It's very hard to find the silver lining that you would want to find in a season like this. Uh, but Shane Wright does look like a really fun uh, light at the end of this uh, very long tunnel so far. Yeah. I tell you, if you can, uh, if you can hang on for 2023, there's a couple of uh, hot shots coming through there too. Uh, but you're right. You're, you're right. I mean, it's just been like a, just a, a string of bad luck really for the Canadians. I mean, Again, like you said, anything that could have gone wrong has gone wrong. And, you know, it's funny. We kind of talk about it sometimes. It almost seems like going to the Stanley Cup final was almost like a curse for them. It They they really uh, curled the monkey's paw on this one. Is that we want to go to the Stanley Cup final, and it went, okay, you're going to lose your starting goaltender, your team captain, you're going to win eight games, and everything's going to go to hell right afterwards. And it was almost right afterwards because then the draft and free agency and everything happened and everything went from being the highest of highs to they might not repeat, but they should be a playoff team right down into the absolute lowest of lows. And I wouldn't trade it. Stanley Cup fun, that Stanley Cup run is the most fun I've had watching hockey in a long, long time. It was unexpected. We beat you know, our big, one of our biggest rivals in the first round of the playoffs. Awesome. Stunned Vegas, swept the Jets, and, and, they, and they lost to Tampa. So what? Everybody loses to Tampa yeah. these days. So it, it, it's tough, but at the same time, I look at it and go, what, what does it matter? You made the Stanley Cup <clears throat> final. Whether you went to or not, you were there, and not a whole lot of right. teams can say that. Yeah, you you. Were, I remember having you on the show that week too, and it was one of the week. I was, I think it was a couple of days before the, the series even started, and the mood you were in that day in comparison to today when you signed on is unbelievable. <laughs> like you were so happy. We were having. I can't believe as a New York Rangers fan, growing up a Rangers fan my entire life, how hard I was pulling for Montreal in that series. It, it, it's <laughs> how could you not? Like you have yeah. Tampa. It's like they're the juggernaut. They're supposed to be here. Right. Montreal's not, and they're doing it on the back of Carey Price and Shea Weber on like half a foot. How yeah, you you're not for Shea Weber, which is still bigger than the average human being. <laughs> exactly, like he's still a tree trunk on skates. Like, how do yeah. you not be romantic about this oh, team yeah. that shouldn't be here 
having a chance to do it anyways. Hey, like, you know what? We we talked about this, I think, a week or two ago too, Scott, but I want to bring it up to you since you're here. The, the part of it that was the most insane to me was not the, the fact that we were managing to get this, this to happen in a pandemic, was not the fact that Montreal was in the Stanley Cup, was not the fact that Tampa may have repeated. It was the fact that Patrick Waugh was inside the building in Montreal. I could not believe with my eyes seeing that, I couldn't believe it. I mean, it was incredible. It was the same week they released, I believe it was McDonald's commercials that had him and Mario Tremblay in a commercial. They aired that, and then Montreal then immediately started to come back against Toronto, and they right. swept the Jets and beat Vegas, and we're like, did we just end a curse of some kind? Like, they buried the hatchet, right? and right. now we're, we're free? <laughs> Apparently not. Now it's just back and worse than ever, but... <laughs> right, like, yeah, something was- weird happened. <laughs> absolutely wild no it was fun either way it was fun to watch but alas things are the way they are this year <laughs> yeah and well you know you hit the nail on the head too without carrie price and, and shea weber who were just so huge and them getting to that final you know i guess the only place you can go is down really it, it no go ahead no, sorry that's, i'm sorry no i mean you had uh, like cole caulfield was playing out of his mind in that playoff run and everybody love him here in utica <laughs> But he was playing out of his mind and going into this season, everybody's like, oh, he's pegged automatically to be like a 30-35 goal scorer. And it's not as though Montreal is without talent. I mean, they got talent on that team. You know, you've got your Tyler Toffoli's. Josh Anderson, to me, is one of the most underrated players in the league, you know, when he can stay healthy. And it's just, you know, a, a sequence of bad events. But you did recently hire a new GM. And Kent Hughes, and it was kind of, um, you know, caught a lot of people off guard. He's a former player agent. So, actually, that could really work out for the better for the for the Habs with having Gorton in the front office and then having Kent Hughes in the GM's chair. What do you think about that? I, I thought the hiring of Gorton was the first really smart step. He did a really good job with the Rangers rebuild before James Dolan got involved, which any <laughs> New York fan knows is not a good well, thing. I, I, yeah, uh <laughs> He, he I, I look at what he did uh, drafting in Boston where he brought in Patrice Bergeron. He brought in Brad Marchand. He he traded – I think he was the guy who traded for Tuka Rask or was there when they did that. He has, a, he has a history of being able to fix these things, and he got the Rangers kind of where they're at now, and then Chris Jury is doing whatever he's doing with that, and I'll leave that to Rangers fans to discuss. <laughs> and then <laughs> Kent Hughes being a player agent, he knows how this works. He knows how it's a business. Mark Bergevin – tended to take things very personally and that impacted some of his decision-making Hughes as a player agent knows this is a business. It, if, you know, the agent's kind of giving you some flack or this or that, it's not a personal thing. That's how it operates. And you got to play the game. Mark Bergman played the game on his rules only. It's, it, it looks a lot more like they're trying to enter a new era that it's not a former player. It's not someone who's been here and done this before. Hiring player agents isn't a bad thing. The Canucks did the same thing with their assistant GM hire. I think um, Emily Castonghi is an incredible hire for them, like Hughes is for Montreal. Sure. And I think there's a lot to build off of there. And I'm hoping that with his knowledge of negotiation and the inroads he's made, it makes him a little bit easier to negotiate with instead of taking a hard stance and this is it and this is that. He knows how to play the little games of things that are in between there and him with Gordon. I'm really excited to see how uh, that all works out in the end. 
Yeah, I th- actually, I think that's going to be a very interesting dynamic there. And, and you're right. Bringing Gorton in was the smart move. I mean, I know he took a lot of flack towards the end of New York there. But, I mean, Dom, I'm sure you can agree that, you know, if it wasn't for Jeff Gorton making some of the moves that he did, the Rangers are not in the position they are right now. No. The, the only reason why – I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but or at least I don't even know if I was on the show. The only reason why Jeff Gordon is no longer with the, the New York Rangers organization is because – James Dolan put out that stupid, oh, idiotic God. quote condemning the league and the player, Department of Player Safety and all that. And it's not even that. It's the fact that Gorton tried to save face and was telling people that, oh, it's not it's not me, not me and Davidson. It's, you know, it, it's the team. And that's the only reason why he got fired. The only yeah. reason. Well, it's true. It's absolutely true. Otherwise, he'd still be there. And no, no disrespect to Chris Jury, but... We're in this position where we need a wartime consigliere anyway, and I don't know if Drury's the guy. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, that's for another day. I, it's the All-Star break. I don't, I'm not stressed. I, it doesn't matter. I don't care. Uh, by the way, I just want to let everybody know, I just switched over microphones. I was just sent a text message saying that uh, you could barely hear me on the YouTube feed. So uh, thank you for uh, letting me know. That'd be my wife who was listening, by the way. And uh, <laughs> she's like, he can, bar- he can barely hear you. I'm like, oh. Well, whoops. <laughs> I'm trying something new here, and I thought I had it fixed, and apparently not. But anyways, that not, that notwithstanding, uh, you know, we got the, the NHL trade deadline coming up. And uh, I have to say that, you know, it's most likely the Habs will be sellers at this yes. point. Let's, I don't, know. I don't see right. them uh, I don't see them making any buying moves. Let's put it I don't know. Way. We got a chance, baby. I think we can win the final 36 <laughs> games in a row. We got this. I believe hey, that I, I, the Blues did it. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. We need a starting NHL goalie for that first. But that's... Okay, you're right. you know what? <laughs> that's a very valid – that's an incredibly valid point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but here, what I'm going to do is I'm going to run some names by you, and I want you to give me the percentage, uh, the likelihood that they're going to get traded. All right? Let's play a little, little game here. Uh, we'll start off with Ben Chirac. 100%. He's expiring – one, he's an expiring UFA, playoff experience. He's big, tough, and teams always overpay for that at the deadline. It's almost a guarantee that he's one foot out the door at this point. <laughs> well, that answers that. <laughs> All right. How about uh, we mentioned him earlier, Tyler Toffoli? I think the package for that has to be you, you like you're talking multiple first round or top end prospects to Foley since he's come back has been on fire with Nick Suzuki. They work really well together, loves the city, loves the team. And I don't think uh, Kent Hughes is looking to ship out a guy who's got two more years, really cost effective contract, well liked by his teammates, puts up 20 goals, 55 to 60 points in a fully healthy year. I just don't think they're going to be looking to trade that unless you're talking a real big package. I'd say 15% and down on that at best. Okay. That's, that's fair. I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to start rebuilding, you don't necessarily want to trade away a young player that's going to, you know, help you climb back. Let's put it that way. So how about Paul Byron? This one's tough. He just came back. He had off season hip surgery. He's been playing with a serious hip injury for two seasons, which is, insane considering how fast he skates and how well he played in the playoffs given his role he's got a couple of years left at i believe or a year or two left at about three million dollars he's a valuable penalty killer he's a really good bottom six option uh i think there will be suitors for a team like that in the right spot but 
I'd say it's 50-50. I think Byron wants to stay here. I think he's a really good ambassador for the team as well. But it wouldn't shock me if their teams are like, we want a player like him in our lineup, in our bottom six, and it's the deadline. You overpay for things at the deadline, especially when you want playoff experience. Right. I mean, look at Barkley Goodrow. Exactly. You, know. you pay for the that, I don't want to call him a glue guy, but that depth piece that just kind of helps bring everything together there uh, when the time, when it comes. Fourth line is the best line on that team right now. Yeah. But you I know don't, what? I'm not happy with how much money they gave him, but I'll deal with it. Yeah, but you know what, though, guys? <laughs> Everybody knows you can't win a, a championship without having a good bottom six. Right. You can't be a top-heavy team. Look, at, I mean, the Lightning learned that lesson. You know, they had to. You know, for years, they were so top-heavy in their top six, loaded with superstars. Bottom six was just, you know, taking up space, and it cost them every year in the playoffs. Now, once they built that bottom six back up, look what happened. They won two cups in a row, and they're contending for a third. So uh, another name I wanted to ask you about was Brett Kulak. This one is the one that pains me the most because I really enjoy Brett Kulak as a player. Habs fans don't – So I shouldn't say all. Oh, that'd be unfair to this fan base is that there are some fans that don't like him because he isn't flashy, doesn't put up a ton of points, but he's consistently one of those really good guys by the metrics. And I look at him and he makes the smart plays. He times everything right. And when I look at Ben Sherratt and Brett Kulak being on the potential trade boards for the deadline, one team's going to overpay for Ben Sherratt. One team's going to get Brett Kulak for a AHL, NHL tweener and like a third round pick. And the team that gets Brett Kulak is going to be better off for that. He's a really smart piece to add to a team that has a good defensive structure. He's not going to hurt teams at all. And I, I do think that someone's going to come calling for him and the Habs are going to let him go. They're going to give more ice time to Alexander Romanov, Akel Klaig, uh, Sammy Niku, and they'll let Kulak go and they're going to regret it. Yeah. Oh, and I'll tell you what, that was a nice pickup of Clegg because as an LA Kings fan, I can tell you that that, that pained me to see him be lost to waivers because I, I, I said at least trade him for a sixth or seventh round pick, get something back for him. Uh, that was a real gamble that they took and let him – you know, thinking he was going to fall between the cracks, and obviously he didn't. Uh, is there anybody else that we can maybe see potentially get moved at the trade deadline that we didn't list there? Uh, I've seen a couple of names tossed around. Jake Allen's one of them. Uh, there are always teams looking for goaltending help. I look at the Oilers and go, you have Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen. Koskinen's right. playing great right now. We know Mike Smith can be good. Are you going to entrust your most critical season yet with McDavid and everyone being extremely upset uh, to these goalies potentially just dropping the ball in the playoffs again? And if the answer is yes, then Ken Holland's an idiot, but that's that that's an entire rant for another time. I do think that someone like Jake Allen could be a value to a lot of teams out there who are looking for a solid 1B goalie to help rest the regular starter. And Jonathan Drouin's come up a lot. He's got one year left after this one at 5.25. The Avalanche are apparently interested. Uh, I think a team like Florida would really enjoy his talents as well. I just don't know if the Canadians are going to be willing to part with him because he's played well for them this year when he's been healthy. It's just he got seriously injured again. So uh, there's going to be a lot of surprises, I think, though, except for Caulfield, Suzuki, Anderson. Uh, and Romanov, I don't think anyone is off limits on this Habs team right now. Yeah, you you know what? I mean, they're 
well, they're over the cap, really. If I mean, they got for LTIR, um, you know, perhaps they can use this trade deadline as an opportunity to, to free up some cap space for them going forward. Because if they're going to come out of this, they got to get some, you know, free up some space and maybe, you know, get some fresh blood in there. And that's kind of my thought is they may trade guys who have longer term deals for expiring expensive deals. Now, they don't care about their cap this year. Who cares? That right, deadline, right. it doesn't matter. And then free it up. And it all depends on if what Gorton and Hughes want to do is, are we tearing this down to the studs? Or can we sweep out some, you know, dead weight and go after this next season with what we have? And that's going to be what they're analyzing in this week off, I think. And then they're going to come back. The Olympics are going to be over. And we might just see deal, 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 and just get that started right away. Yeah, you know what? I I honestly think we're going to see more deals before the trade deadline than on the trade deadline. It's going to be the longest trade deadline ever again. I'm going to get up early, going to make a pot of coffee, going to go walk, get my breakfast sandwich from Starbucks around the corner and be ready. And the first trade that's going to happen is going to be like Hingle McCringleberry for a seventh round future consideration. Like it happens every year. I get my hopes up and then I sit there Nothing happens, then in an hour span, everything happens, and then nothing happens. Always. Yes. Yeah. Well, you to, know what makes it so difficult? To, oh, I'm sorry, Don, go ahead. No, I was going to say, to go back to you talking about Ken Holland, he's going to trade both of the goaltenders for nobody. Yeah. And they just won't have a goalie for the rest of the year. The Oilers would expect McDavid to drag him to the cup, and that's it. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't doubt Connor As McDavid. The, right, right, yeah. It's, like, it's not the craziest thing, actually. Yeah, but the Oilers have got to understand that you can't win every game 8-7. to seven. This isn't the 80s anymore. Yeah, They're no, going to try, considering the defense oh, yeah. is led by the corpse of Duncan Keith and right. um, <laughs> Darnell Nurse playing 47 minutes a night. Like, yeah. We know that. They haven't noticed that yet. Yeah. <laughs> Wait for them to trade for Ben Sherratt, and then we'll let him know. So. Yeah, yeah so, right? Jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, but I mean, it, but it's so true. And, you know, this year's it, it, just like last year and the year before, there are so many teams that are up against the cap that the trade deadline, as exciting as it seems, almost becomes anticlimactic because there's only so many moves that you can make when you've got, you're starting off with like $500,000 in cap space to begin with, right? you you got to wiggle some room out of there. So, I mean, like I said, I just, my personal opinion, I think it's going to be more an ex- of an exciting buildup than it is of the actual trade deadline day uh, myself. But, you know, you brought up the uh, the goaltending situation there and the possibility of Jake Allen getting moved. And, you know, everybody knows, you know, Carey Price has just been going through a nightmare season. Um, is it still possible when after he comes back, and, and we know he will, there's no doubt about it, in my mind anyway, that he could end up getting moved out of Montreal anyway? Uh, Allen or he, uh, Price? Price. There's, it's been lingering since the cup final ended and he waived his no move to potentially be picked by Seattle. I I think the only reason that would happen is that Hughes and Gordon would sit down with Kerry and ask him, do you want to go somewhere else? But there's not a lot of teams that can take on a $10.5 million goalie, let alone one coming off a very serious knee injury. And when he's healthy, we, we saw it in the playoffs. Carey Price is on another level when he's on his game. Even right. as he's declining and everything right now, when he's on, you you don't win. It's as simple as that. You just don't win games. Uh, there, It's a possibility, but I do think he intends to stay and finish his career with the Canadians. Um, 
whether that be on the ice or not. I, I do think he wants to get back. He said in his press conference the other day, I want to play for this team this year. It's It's been eating at him that he can't, and he's so frustrated because he had to redo, start his rehab again because of his injury, and it's got to be driving him nuts. He's watching his teammates like they're struggling out there. I do think he has every intention of finishing out that contract in Montreal, at least as of right now. Depending on what they do with the rebuild, that could be a we want you to be able to win elsewhere kind of thing. And they make, right. they do something with that. And what team it would be, you never yeah. know. Who knows what the league's going to look like in two years, three years, anyways. Right. Well, because, yeah, because the, the salary cap was actually supposed to go up. What was it? Down, I think, like a million or two million dollars for next season. And so then start going up exponentially after that because the, the SPN Turner money starts kicking in. Right. But then you had the setback where some of the Canadian teams couldn't have fans in the building again. So that takes away from hockey-related revenue, which in turn drives the salary cap. So it, I, I don't know how much qui- or how quickly we're going to get a significant rise in the salary cap after you know all of that. Hopefully, Sounds like a couple of years. That, if we're lucky, it'll be a couple of years. Uh, yeah. It was supposed to be, like you said, with this new TV deal, that it could shoot up a good chunk. They were predicting potentially up to 91 and a half. Right. And then COVID just wiped that out. And we weren't even able to get a million dollars up at this point. Right. Exactly. So, you know, and I've, we talked about the Laval Rocket and the Utica comments earlier. So I'm going to get to that in just a second. But I just want one more Habs question. And I, it just because I asked this of everybody I know who's a Habs fan. Does it really bother you what happened with uh, Kokaniemi going to Carolina? <laughs> no yes. it, here's the thing is I like Yasperi Kotkaniemi as a player I thought he made a lot of growth in the playoffs but in the regular season he had like five goals and the, you play in the regular season to make the playoffs you cannot pay a guy who is a regular season non-factor 6.1 million dollars in the year that you already capped out and it's and I get that Carolina can, you know, offer him a lower contract, et cetera, et cetera. But $6.1 million is too much for a player of his quality right now. Do I think he can become that player? Yes. The Habs are not in a position to wait and find that out, though. They don't right. have the cap space for that. And they can't offer him a lower contract because of the offer sheeting rules after that. His qualifying offer after that is $6 million and up. Right. Which is why I thought that was that was a crazy contract Carolina offered him. I mean... And I don't understand because, well, we're getting back for Sebastian Ajo. Getting back, the Habs did the, the Carolina Hurricanes a favor. Well, this because... is what happens when you have prideful people running teams. And my my whole thought is is that their their owner came out and Tom Dunn came out. He's like, no, 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 no. It's not revenge. And everyone in the Carolina Hurricanes organization went, it was his idea. And it's like, <laughs> of course it's revenge. We're not stupid. I mean, a little bit, but we're not that dumb that we can't see this happening right now. Just, you know. Yeah. Just say that you didn't be like, yeah, we wanted to mess with them. It'd be funnier that way. <laughs> I know, right? And you're not, you're not, you know, trying to pull the wool over my eyes. Come on, just yeah. admit you did it on purpose. Like, I mean, <laughs> as a joke, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> a six million dollar joke, but a joke all the, all the same. It's not a- my money. It doesn't bother <laughs> yeah. me any. He can just go sell another defunct football league to pay for his signing bonuses <laughs> or something. It's not my problem. Oh, that is I great. I do not like that, man. I'm sorry. He yeah. wrote me the wrong way. On Couldn't a notice. Of Much yeah. Did he know? <laughs> Couldn't I, notice yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> Sheesh. Oh, boy. 
So let's talk about those Laval Rocket for a second. So with everything that has been going on in Montreal, where, is there any hope coming out of Laval that the players that are there that are getting ready to jump to the NHL are going to drag the Habs out of the doldrums quicker than maybe we think? I think for the Rocket and a lot of the Habs prospects from recent drafts where they've loaded up on picks haven't hit that pro level yet. There's a lot in college. There's some still in Europe who are still developing. But I look at players like Jesse Yolanin, uh, Caden Primo when he was down with the Rocket. Those are guys that they're counting on to be big contributors, and they're doing so this year. They've been The Rocket have been a solid team. They started off a little bit slow, new coach, new system and everything, and then it started clicking, and then they ran into the COVID and injury bug, and right. everything screeched to a halt. They came back. They were playing with a lineup that had ECHL call-ups and PTOs in it, and they won three out of four games, big games, including a big one against Utica with Kevin Poulin and Nett. And now they're getting healthier again. Sammy Niku's with the team. Lucas Videmo's back. Yolanin is back. Rafael Harvey Pinard is back. There's a lot of their drafted talent back in the lineup. And they're getting their depth back where they have a player like Devontae Smith Pelly as a fourth line option. He's, sure. you know, not what he was a couple of years ago, but he's still a, a piece in this team. And it all is kind of coming together at the right time. Guys are coming back from injuries. The only thing they're missing is their goaltending depth because Michael McNiven <laughs> played one period in a blowout loss to uh, the Minnesota Wild where he got thrown to the Wolves and he got injured. <laughs> like, of that's, course, how, that's right? how this season has gone. Of course. They're down to their fourth choice goaltender in the <laughs> AHL right now. Uh, and they're still winning games. They beat Texas with a PTO guy coming out of the ECHL. It Sometimes it just works, and, that, and that's how it goes. Yeah, I mean, that's been kind of like the, the theme of the season in the AHL. I think it just about – because of the taxi squads is really what it is. It's the taxi squads that did it. I mean, and, and you can't blame NHL teams for bringing up players to have it, have available because, I mean, everybody knows it. the AHL's purpose, feed the NHL, ECHL, feed the AHL. It all just goes right down the line. So you really can't blame them. But, like I said, we, uh, we got some interesting games coming up here because with us here in Utica – we, uh, we were kind of hoping Cole Caulfield would be sent down for these two games. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go ahead and address that too now. So here's the thing. I, don't, my, I love, I love inter-team chirping and everything. My yeah. only thing is you don't have to tag the player. I know. You just said, yeah. hey, we heard Cole Caulfield was going to be here. I don't care. Right. I'm like, ah, ah, funny. Okay. When you tag the player, it's like, okay, now their DMs are going to be flooded with people who are very mad at them and they don't really know why. So that's the only – out of that, I have no problem. It's the tagging of the player in that that I'm like, okay, come on. Like, he did score in their next – after that tweet, he did score in the next game after that. So I'm like, okay, I think everyone kind of learned their lesson. A little fire. Exactly. So I I, he – my thought is uh, after his COVID bout here and everything and he's ready to go – I think he will be down in the AHL for a couple of games to kind of get his legs back, give him some skating time. Unfortunately, I think that will probably be after the Utica series is over. He might be able to go torture Belleville, which is just as funny to me because (laughs) I dislike the Senators. So um, it's still going to be a real fun series this weekend. If the goaltending holds, um, all the games have been real close this year. It's been 
razor's edge all the way through. I'm kind of disappointed that Caulfield won't be playing because the memes, but you know, you can't get everything you want. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of memes, uh, Ulanen was a pretty, uh, it was a victim of a pretty great meme I made today. You have to check it out on Twitter. I mean, he scored two goals <laughs> on you guys last time. That's what he was the meme, Scott. <laughs> Cause he's the best player on the team currently. <laughs> Okay, fair. Look, one, my brain operates at about 40% capacity nowadays. It's just been slowly oozing out since Thanksgiving. The fact that I yes. have to function on a podcast at all is miracle of science. Yeah, so. no, I, now, now you just gave me a new meme to use for him. It's like, you know, having a pretty good season, it's a shame if you had to play Utica two games in a row. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Jeffrey Hurst says, hello, fellows. Hey, what's going on? Jeff, how are you? Uh, so, I guess to wrap it up, how about an, just an overall list of your all-time favorite Canadians, past and present? Uh, from the past, I I love Larry Robinson. Larry Robinson yeah, is, is the ideal defenseman. Like, he could hit. He could play. He Obviously, he was great playing defense. He could score. He did things in the 70s that I'm like, could you imagine if he played with modern equipment and wasn't in an era where they smoked a pack in between periods? <laughs> like, he was a scary scary man on the ice and all i think of is watching that clip of him hitting gary dornhofer from about three feet from the boards and launching a full-grown man like he was a toddler into the bo- the old boards which did not give <laughs> no and watching the boards give that's how hard he hit the guy so uh obviously i love saku koivu one of the big reasons why i am a canadians yeah. fan is his uh battle and beating non-hodgkin's lymphoma sure. coming back and then beating the bruins in the playoffs and just being that guy it's uh it's not hard to cheer for him uh big fan of jeff petrie and obviously cole caulfield i was debating if i should have worn my rocket caulfield sweater today or not but uh oh, you it's, up, it's upstairs in the uh in the jersey bin so i grabbed something else out of there to wear today yeah you know and that's a you know we didn't bring him up but jeff petrie that's another guy that's just having just a just a nightmare of a season because let me tell you yeah. something jeff petrie is better than what's showing this year there's no doubt about that and i think that's the hard part for people to understand is that it, they're looking at him it's like well he has five points and i'm like yeah but the there's something either he's not fully healed up from whatever was ailing him in the playoffs right something mentally just isn't right and like we saw with drew Ann that he took that time off got help carrie price did the same thing and drew Ann came back and looks great and i'm just wondering if you know they sit down and go hey Trade deadline's over. Take the time you need. Go be with your family. Do what you got to do. And then we'll talk in the offseason and just kind of get that help. It It's hard to watch him play like this because you can see what he's thinking, and then it just doesn't happen. The right. brain's clicking, but the physical, and it's just something isn't right there, and you can just tell. And it's it's heartbreaking to watch. He's a 40-point defenseman exactly. with five points. So it it's tough, but – that's hockey sometimes. It's a cruel sport to the best of people. <clears throat> That's baseball, Susan. <laughs> Great uh, shot, Sterling, on the call. Yeah, right. There you go. So, so Scott, tell us a little bit about the, the Locked On Canadians podcast and uh, the Habs Eyes on the Prize.com. Uh, I'll start with Habs Eyes on the Prize. I've been there for almost nine years. It'll be nine years in September. Uh, I started doing just AHL coverage for them and we cover everything. So prospects, uh, women's hockey, the Olympics coming up, we were priming and getting ready for world juniors. I wrote the last world juniors article, the tournament, and then it got canceled. 
which continues my trend of I write things and then bad things happen. Uh, of course. So I have the power though that if I write an article or you know prep one for someone getting fired or traded or whatever, it always happens. I got Michelle Terrian fired. I got the <laughs> AHL coach fired. I got Claude Julian fired. I'm trying to get the current coach fired. I got Mark Bergevin fired. Every single time I do this, it comes to fruition within a year. I so. just want to point out I just want to point out because there's a likelihood that more Habs fans will listen to this than normal with you on that the burger van in the red suit is money. That's <laughs> <laughs> so sad that that's gone. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Locked On Canadians, we do a daily 20, 25 minute show um, every single day. Uh, we're actually in the middle. We had our European prospect expert on. So if they want to hear about Matthias Norlinder, Frederick D. Show, some of the guys playing over in Russia. Check it out. Patrick was a great guest for that. We are also on YouTube now. We launched that last Friday. And if anyone wants to tune in to watch me suffer, we hit 100 subscribers. And now I have to eat the land, sea, and air for McDonald's, which is a filet fish a McChicken, and a Big Mac combined into one giant sandwich. I'm going to hate it. But that's – that's I, I made a bet that <laughs> if we hit 100 subscribers, that's what I was going to do because I saw it on Twitter. And I'm like, this would be funny if I did this. And then a bunch of people like, bets. <laughs> And here we are. So. Hey, hey, so, Scott, I got a question for you about that. Scott Kinville, can you do me a favor? Can you mute yourself one more time? Sure. So for all the listeners at home, can you hear how great me and Scott Matla sound right now and how much Scott Kinville needs to figure out his audio equipment? <laughs> Ouch. Is it that Ouch. bad? You just have a lot of background noise, a lot of feedback. Sorry, yeah. we'll get there. It's the first it's, day with a new setup. We'll get we'll it get Yeah, I know. I, you know, I thought I had this figured out, too. It's awful. And it's then tricky. What, and then what happens? You know, the cat jumped up on the table. I'm like, oh, this is just great. I thought that was a dog. I thought that was a cat. I heard a squeaky toy, too, and I thought it was a dog in the background. Well, that was the dog playing with the – yeah, that was a dog over on the other side playing with the squeaky toy. And now the cat just jumped up on the table. I got It's animal hell breaking loose here on top of the new audio system. It's a rally in the valley. It's going crazy. Yeah, pretty much. The world's coming to an end down here. Wait, why are you? Why do you have to drink and eat all these terrible things? What what what's the deal? So there's been a long since I started the podcast with my co-host two years ago, or that we signed on to do this. Is that I there was a, a a six or eight game stretch where the Habs were playing, and I was like, this is how many points they're going to get out of this, and I believe in that, and they didn't win a damn game, and all of our Twitter listeners went, you should be punished for your crimes against this team. What you should eat something that you hate. So. <laughs> The, the running thing has become Scott eats or drinks something disgusting because right. people love to watch me suffer. Scott, what can we do for our show? What can we do for this? We should do a segment like this. Oh, boy. I mean, if you do predictions, whoever, you know, is more correct on your predictions. See, that's something. so tough because the comments are just running through everybody right now. Yeah. So the thing is, you know, then if you're wrong, that's the fun part of it. Sometimes you get lucky, and if you're both wrong, you both got to eat something gross at the same oh, time. Oh, man. Like, yeah, that's... That's brainstorm. An idea. We'll brainstorm. We'll think of something. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'll tell you right now. This is what, what's gonna happen. This is for all the comments fans. If the Utica Comets win a Calder Cup championship, I will get their logo tattooed on my body. You heard it here first. Oh, and you know what? That would be great. We'll have a contest where somebody can pick the location. Yeah. Yes. Within reason. Within reason. <laughs> I'm not getting their logo tattooed on my forehead. I enjoy, <laughs> you're gonna enjoy your Utica Comets tattoo right on your right butt cheek there. Then. Yeah. That, that would be amazing. They're gonna, they're gonna pick the butt because you, you can't do face and you're not gonna do the other part. So they're gonna tattoo your butt. So, That's how this works. I, I've seen too many sports tattoo bets 
go awry, and this is what's going to happen. And that's going on our YouTube channel. (laughs) It's going to go very awry, Scott, for a couple reasons. Because me and Scott will be walking around the odd. We have a very, for the most part, niche fan base, as you can relate to, because we have the Comets and the Pioneers, right? Obviously, they listen to, you know, they watch the NHL too, but so we're at most games that their teams play. So they will come up to me and want to see it. <laughs> it's going to be the problem. I'm going to see a tweet of Dom getting escorted out of the odd because he's oh, the wrong person. There's like a child over on the oh, side. Dude. And someone's going to nah. be like, that, yeah, man, showed him my, his butt. I'm going to have to hold it for three periods. I'm not going to be able to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I just have to give him some chaps. That's going to be the worst. Uh, <laughs> there we go. We'll get him a pair of Comets chaps. But yes, if the Comets win the Calder Cup, I will get a Yuka Comets tattoo on my body. Okay, you, you heard. Scott, you're the witness to this. I, I am a witness to this. Please tweet me whenever this does happen. So I will I will shame Dom with the power of my verified status and making sure this actually got, happens. Scott, Scott, Scott Matlow, you'll appreciate this more because I feel like you're more in touch with the memes than, than Scott Kinville. Oh, yeah, no and doubt. You can just imagine like 50 years from now, the Comets say they say they have a different logo. They don't have the same team anymore. And like like one of my grandkids like sees the tattoo and they're like, what's that? And I said, I was like, I'm about to tell you a beautiful story. <laughs> it was a long, long a time ago. Sometimes I made a bet on a podcast. Sure you did, Grandpa. Let's get you to bed. Come on. Yeah, right. Sure, yeah. sure you did. A podcast. Yeah, Grandpa did a podcast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what's a podcast? What's a podcast? <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh, yeah. Before you could download thoughts directly into your brain, we used to have to talk into a computer screen. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh, boy. Well, Scott, listen. This has been so much fun, man. We we appreciate you so much coming on. This is this is great. And uh, you know, social media. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at Scott Matla on Twitter, same way as you can see it in the corner here. Uh, you can find the podcast at lo underscore Canadians on Twitter, at Habs EOTP on Twitter. Uh, you'll see my articles pop up there, especially with the AHL games being the only ones played in Montreal this week. So, um, plenty for me there. I make gifts. I. Uh, make memes i make the province of alberta angry at me um so, uh, i do it i do all that i can when i'm supposed to be at work doing actual things that i get paid for so oh that's okay you gotta keep it interesting i enjoy <laughs> i enjoy participating in making fan bases mad because i made some cleveland monsters fans pretty mad when our first covid game happened and like I, I, I broke the news that the team was playing the next day because i got lucky driving past the odd and they were getting on the bus and everybody was like, I was expecting people like, oh, we're going to have a hockey game and be excited. And there was a bunch of people who were like, why are they playing there? I was like, dude, I just tell, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know. You don't have to yell at me on Twitter. I don't know. Like, <laughs> The best part is, is that they get mad at me because I clip the highlights for Eyes on the Pass yeah. of things. And I go, this is the thing that happened. And here is the clip of it. And a bunch of people go, are you stupid? What are you talking about? I'm like, it, there's a video. What? What? Why are you mad at me? <laughs> <laughs> why why are you yelling at me for the thing that happened over what <laughs> it's like we said before we got on the air it's a hockey game that happened it is a thing yeah. that happened please if you look at my pin tweet on twitter dom please do this after the game it, it's Ugh. it is my current state of mind for this entire season All right, i'll have to go look you're because you're if you don't if you you should if you're just a hockey fan follow Scott he's a good he's a great follow it's very entertaining. <laughs> My favorite part about it is yeah you're not afraid to like not just go at other teams fan bases but like your own like you're <laughs> <laughs> nobody's safe. Oh it's the best it's the, Scott it's the best because I I've seen him get mad at people 
that are fans of his team. It's great. <laughs> I got, I've tried to be better because I don't need my phone blowing up all night anymore. So I'm just like, right. I muted like all of my notifications, like, cause it's Dude, just not worth it anymore. So <laughs> I, I like went kind of, so I, I, I'm pretty decent following on two different TikTok pages. So I get a million notifications like every day, but I don't get them to my phone, but Twitter, I obviously get notifications. Right. And we had two of the barstool guys here in Utica. We had uh Glenny or uh, coach Doug's, and uh, Frank the Tank Fleming. So I, I tweeted a video of Frank throwing hot dogs into the stands, <laughs> and I tagged Clem from Barstool, and he retweeted it, and I got like 45 notifications in two minutes. I had to mute my phone. I was like, is this how famous people live? I can't do this. Well, that's uh, I tweeted <laughs> the gif of Trevor Zegers doing the Michigan. I'm just kind of like, are you kidding me? And then my phone just literally went nope and just shut itself off. Right. Like, this like, is <laughs> awful. I'm out. I'm, I'm done. I don't care anymore. We are done with this. I don't need to see people telling me that my team sucks because I know. Right. Trust me. <laughs> so. Getting torched by this child. Torch was so mad. <laughs> Sounds like a him problem, to be honest. So. <laughs> right. right. As most of them are. Right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, that is. That is. But, uh, but anyways, like I said, Scott, this has been a super fun time here, man. It's such a blast. And uh, I know you. I know you're tired, and we <laughs> want to keep you all night here. But we could, we could. But you we honestly could. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll let uh, let you get back to, to work, or you know, want to get some get some rest and relax, and uh, just you know. do something. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have articles to go finish before they start trading everybody. So I'm like, I'm gonna write all of these trade previews tomorrow. <laughs> two days from now. <laughs> crap um i gotta do it now so oh wait the trade happened oh. exactly i'm like i don't want to be midway through writing this and it becomes oh analyzing the jeff petrie trade not not gauging the interest at least you're only going to change a few words yeah yeah, yeah. go delete the 1200 words i've already written and go start over again this trade would be this trade was this trade was very, 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 comma, good. Hmm. Period. <laughs> Period. It's like I'm writing college essays all over again. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Anyone listening to this who is at all a college professor for whatever reason or has any knowledge of ad grading essays is just screaming into their car radio right now going, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> what is going on? Why did you write alas in your essay? <laughs> Here unto forthwith. What? Yeah, no. Therefore, <laughs> however, I digress. Yes. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, so anyway, yeah, like I said, um, great having you on, man. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us, and uh, you are welcome back on this show anytime you ever want to come back on. I was gonna say thanks for having me, guys. You know, you know where to find me. Uh, if you ever need another guest, let me know, and I'll be happy to make the time once again. Absolutely. We ought to do like an Eastern Conference roundtable sometime. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, more yelling, I should oh, say. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. We'll get, we'll get all you guys in the same room, in the same, well, computer room, and it'll be great. Hey, you know what we could <laughs> do, actually, Scott? Not not to, not to hold you any other, uh, longer, Scott, number 1B, but um, <laughs> if you wanted to do that, we could, you and I obviously talk Comets, Scott, and you can talk a little Laval Rocket, and then we can get uh, Scott's good buddy Kanzi on talk about the Amherst a little bit oh, and yeah. get some action going because uh, you know Kanzi loves to talk uh, anything Rochester so perfect not the worst idea 
All no, poor Kanzi, man. He was in at Casey's Black Rock, the, one of the few Bills fans in a Chiefs bar two weeks ago. Oh, I didn't bro. know it was a Chiefs bar until he posted about that. I went, how? What? How? <laughs> See, okay. When I met Vinny, I was like, I just assumed he was a Bills fan because he owns a bar in like the seven one six, and he's like, yeah, this is the official, yeah. yeah, the, the official <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs backer bar. I go. Why not? Don't I don't even want to know why you're a Chiefs fan. Why is there enough Chiefs fans to have a bar? Like what? Yeah, right. What went wrong what, here? What happens? Like I was like, all right, man, cool. They got a penalty box, so that's fine with me. I don't care. Which I need to build one of those because that thing's awesome. Uh, it's great. Yeah. So, but yeah, let's do that. Let's let's uh let's play yeah, for we'll that. Say, yeah, end of March or something like that. Once we're getting towards you know playoff time and everybody's uh. Starting to feel it. It's a great idea. Absolutely. All right. Well, once again, Scott, thank you for coming on. It's, this has been a, a real blast. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. And uh, like I said, we'll get a hold of you, and we'll, we'll have you back again real soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much, guys. All right. Easy, thank you. That was awesome. Scott Matlow, everybody. That was really fun. Co-host of the Lockdown Canadians podcast, and also a contributor for HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. Fun guy. That was, that was a lot of fun. That was awesome. Is that you or me? Is what you or me? That you're that. Hear what? You know, like that, it's that it's all you. <laughs> oh, that was me. Oh yes. boy, it's all you. Oh man, that's not good. I, I I got a lot of editing to do when this is all done. I'll tell you that. It's fine. No, it's fine. It's it's okay. We have we have a a, a loyal fan base who's willing yeah. to uh, deal no, with this is... rough episode. Yes. Well, well, either there. I'll just send her to Dave the Save and have him do his magic. You so. can have him do that too. We got to get you in the studio. That's right. Which, which, might be, which might be next week, by the way. I have a mini studio over here. I have pads on the wall. See, that's the problem. I tried to make my own, and it just it's not, not panning it. out. I, I tried to get all advanced and technical, and we see how this is going. So, Are we still right. live? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, we are. Yeah, okay. yeah we got more stuff. Yeah. Sure. Hey, listen, if you want to stick around for the rest of the show, you're more than welcome yeah, we to. We've got another segment to do. It's mostly common stuff. But oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to hop out of here that I wasn't sure. No, no, no. no. you're good, Scott. <laughs> you're good, man. All right, this is later, the best fellas. show ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, later, guys. Thanks again, later, man. Easy. I'm going to hold you on Twitter. <laughs> he's, dude, he's he's the best, man. He's awesome. Great. If Seriously, anybody who's a Habs fan, I would go give Scott a follow. His, his show is good. His website's even better. I mean, Habs eyes on the prize. I'm not even a Habs fan, but if I want to know something Habs, I'd go to them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it looks great. It's well done. Yeah. So... What do you say we do a little bit of breakaway trivia? Let's do it. We got to start right. doing trivia on social media to give away some free yeah, t-shirts. No, by the way. Because, yeah, that's right. Because as Dom mentioned, we are going to be getting some swag here pretty soon. Uh, I, was, I was taking a look into the old uh, the t-shirt idea, looking at maybe some koozies, some pins, you know. Yes, we will. Uh, we will be giving some shirts away when we get them in bulk. But for the time being, if you want to buy one, get a hold of me on social media. We'll talk pricing and size, and we'll get you one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Scott, what's the shirt look like? There it is. Boom. There awesome. it is. Exactly. So, anyways, Breakaway Trivia. Breakaway Trivia is brought to you by Jimmy the Ice Man McNeil's children's book, The Red and White Zamboni Ice Machine, which I don't have on the desk right now. But anyway, so everybody knows if, who's been watching the show knows what it looks like. But anyways, you can email Jimmy at Jimmy, uh, I'm sorry, Mac underscore Iceman at Hotmail.com to order your copy. So, Dom, what I want to know is... What year was the first NHL All-Star game played? 
And there's actually two correct answers for this. Okay, I don't know the specific year, but I can take a guess at the decade, and I'm going to say it's the 40s. Yeah, yeah, that that's part of the answer, sure. The first official one sanctioned by the league was 1947. Okay. But the first actual one was 1934. And it, oh. was, a, it was a benefit game for Ace Bailey, who uh, Eddie Shore had uh, – prematurely ended his career with a hit that resulted in a really bad injury. And, of course, back then, you know, players weren't making anything for money and they didn't have, you know, insurances and all that. So they decided to have an all-star game at Maple Leaf Gardens where a team of NHL all-stars took on the Toronto Maple Leafs and all the proceeds from the game went to the family of Ace Bailey to help take care of him. No kidding. Yep. Imagine that. Yep. And then they did it again in 1937 for the Canadians' Howie Morenz. And then a couple years later, I think it was, they did it for Babe Seifert as well. So, and then in 1947, it became an official league thing, and away we go. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But first, let's talk about our Utica Comets. They're back on a roll, buddy. They're back on a roll. They got five wins in their last six games. Uh, The team seems to be firing on all cylinders again after, you know, I mean, and listen, as great as any team can be, you're going to hit skids during the seasons right so wait we were five of our last six we won yeah what is that are we 11 out of our last 12 available points correct wow (laughs) wow yeah boys this team is buzzing ladies and gentlemen if you're watching the show right now share it do whatever you gotta do tell your friends get to the odd because it is special it's happening right now no doubt and while and you're there, would you cheer while you're there, please? I don't I don't want to have to turn around and look at my section. Just be like, by the way, when I start out, let's go, comments, you're supposed to participate. I shouldn't have to do that. But anyway, I digress. You know what we need? We need megaphones there. Is, is that loud? I don't know. But <laughs> Can I bring a flagpole? Can I bring a comments flag to wave? Can someone get an answer for that? Because that would be awesome. Yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to find out. I'll you at Utica comments. If you guys need someone to run around the concourse with a flag when we score, I'll do it. I'll do it for free. I don't even care. Oh, that would be awesome. You ain't got to pay me nothing. I'll just do it for free. That would be awesome. <laughs> and you know what would be even, even better? If, like, when Jeremy's out scraping the ice, if you did it, so we can just have, like, full show representation all over the place. Oh, 100%. You know? 100%. I'll put my roller skates on. I'll put my rollerblades on and rip around. I don't care. I'll do it. It'll be a blast. <laughs> oh, my God. With the flag, it's cruising, man. Because... Uh. The fan we talked we've talked about this before. The fans like we're supposed to be a hard place to play. So when the fans are in it, that's it's not a hard like guys, it's not a hard place to play because the paint is new. It's a right. hard place to play because the fans are crazy. Like that's right. what it is. Like that's what it is. It's got nothing to do with the building. Like when people say all oh, the art odds hard to play in, it's not like the odd, it's the Utica fans. Like that's <laughs> what it is. So like if you're not crazy or even there. That doesn't matter. So, you know what they need to do is a three dollar beer night on a Friday or a Saturday night. That would get people crazy. <laughs> not, what if? Okay, so question: We should have asked Adam this. I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to put too much pressure on him because he's a nice kid, yeah. um, and he's obviously a good asset to have as like a friend of the show. But it's like if the playoffs, if there's a playoff game on a Wednesday, does three dollar beer still still count? Oh, I never thought of that. That. Yeah, right? I'm going to have to take the next day off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> Dude, I mean, that would just be banana lance. <laughs> oh. 
Forget it. I feel yeah, bad right. For whoever we're playing, it's a bad day to be the Laval Rocket. Uh, no, I know, right? <laughs> you know what I was thinking too? Which is this? This is scheduling is cruel. Which I've written an article on why I hate the HL scheduling. You got to lose to the Comets tomorrow, and then you got to sit in Utica a whole other day, and then lose to them again, and then drive home. It's a well, bad day. It's a bad week to be the Laval Rocket. Well, I mean, well, hey, listen. I hope you don't. I hope you just didn't jinx them. That's nah, you know, no. clear eyes. Coach Sedin can't lose. So <laughs> I'm so confident right now. It's not even funny. I just, well, I just said I would get a Utica Comets tattoo if we won the Calder. You know what the amazing part is too? I mean, they're they got most of their lineup back, but not all of it. Nate Schnarr's been out. Graham Clark's been out. You know, I mean, Tyler Watherspoon. Like, Tyler Watherspoon's gone now. He's at the Olympics. Schmidt's you know? up. Schmidt's up. Not, Schmid, no, no disrespect yeah. to Mittens, who probably oh my. made the save of the year. No doubt. Sunday. Sunday. Oh. Actually, Merrick Smittens won that game for them on Sunday. Dude, he was great. I think that was the There's best no game doubt. he's played all year. It was inc- He was great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man. And, and Yeah, and you're right. That, save, that was in the second period. I mean, he just... Unbelievable. And, and that was just like the classic video game save, right? Yeah. You know, just a, just a reach cross, <laughs> snags around. It's like, oh, oh yeah. He, played, then, he you know, played great, man. You know what the best part is? Is that the arena that they were playing in is actually it's it's an NBA arena, so it's yep. like you know, a mod, and it had the overhead. Yeah, to be able to get that overhead view, that was the best part of it, yeah. right there. That was awesome. You know, it was so great. That was uh, awesome. But but yeah, like I said, they're they're rolling now. But I mean, listen, the competition's going to be tough. I mean, Scott said it. Laval is getting their players back as well. I don't think they're going to be a pushover. And you got Springfield coming to town on Saturday, and Springfield is certainly no pushover. I mean, right. again, like I said, these are winnable games, obviously. But I'm yes. just saying that well, you know we're, we're past the point now. And you know what's funny about the Comets, too, is they always, like, when they're playing, like, the top teams, their light's out. It's always the team, like, the Lehigh Valleys that trip them up. You know, like, yeah, they play down to their competition a lot, and that's <laughs> – it's the other thing too that like and it's not there's no way that this is a negative but as a fan especially one if you're just like a you go to a couple games here and there but you follow the team whatever you're not as like dedicated or as insane as we are because we're obviously crazy fans Mm -hmm. the standings are a little misleading right because we're so far ahead that teams that look you look at the record and you're like oh they're not very good it's like they might be pretty good we're just our standing the standings are just misleading because we've won so many games in bunches this year i mean when you win 13 straight right out of the gate you build yourself a cushion to where, you know, everybody else, no matter what, looks bad unless you hit a major skid for a while. Yeah. Well, and that's – and don't forget, too, playoffs for – or playoff seeding for the AHL actually is dependent on uh, on winning percentage. Correct. Because, like, all these different teams are playing different amounts of games. Did you see uh, Alexander Holtz, rookie of the month for the AHL? Oh, yeah. Five goals, eight assists, and ten games played. Oh, yeah. uh, I think it's safe to say Holtz is back. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, that kid, he's something he's, we talk about him every week. He's special. I mean, that kid, that kid's got it. He's getting better defensively. He's not as much of a liability as he had when he's playing tough out there. He gets in the mix. He's getting a little gritty, which I like to see, but he just, you know, we obviously the scoring's there. Like we knew he would have a great shot and he'd be a great score, but God, he can pass the puck. I yeah. mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. No doubt. And you know what? They were always they were saying in his draft year that that was one of the underrated parts of his game because he played with Lucas Raymond a lot over in Sweden. Right. And Lucas Raymond's out of his mind as far as being able to do you know the passing and setting up. 
And so that part of Holtz's game got overshadowed. But it, it's right. it's such a it's just another huge dimension that that he brings. And yeah. you know, the, once again, they're getting contributions across the board from everybody. You know, Arnie Talvini got off. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Ball scores. Arnie Talvini got off the slide. You know. Yeah. And and Fabian Zetterlin's been and, and Chase DeLeo or both have been just out of their minds as well. I mean, it's it's just unbelievable what's happening here. Yeah, DeLeo's a little Energizer Bunny out there, man. He's all over. He does everything. Yeah. Oh He's no. Fun doubt. to watch. Fun to watch. You know, you know who he reminds me of so much. Do you remember Brian O'Neill with the Manchester Monarchs? That's yeah. exactly who he reminds me of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just a just a dynamo oh. out there. You know. No. Yeah. He. He. The, I mean, everybody. Like you said, everybody's playing. Everybody's playing well. I don't see. I mean, this team's gonna win probably what fifty-two games. I think we're, we're, well, we're twenty-five let's put, already. Let's put it this way: I'm looking at their record right now. So they're twenty-five, five, or twenty-five, five, five, and zero. I always get that that four part screwed up there. It's good for a, a seven eighty-six winning percentage. They played thirty-five games. They got thirty-seven left. So yeah, I fifty. You know, fifty wins this season is doable. Absolutely. I, 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 that's why I said 50, maybe 52. I think 52 is like a, a magic number for them. How many are we playing altogether? What did you say? It's uh, da, 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 We're halfway there. So, so, yeah, a little. Yeah, so it's 72 altogether. All right, so if this team could win another 27 games, I think they could do it. I don't see why not. I Like I said, I, okay. I don't – Every game we go in, I think we're gonna win. Like I, this, right? And it's not like a this is my team. I, I hope they win tonight. It's like I genuinely think like this that they're the they're better than everyone in their conference. Well, we're expecting it. We're expecting right. it. Right. I I don't think the the, I mean they handled Hartford. It was unbelievable. I know it was just one game, but still, they they can play with everybody. I mean the West Coast has a little more has some pop that we obviously don't know because we won't play them until the Calder if we make it right. But right. There's not anybody in our conference that we can't play with, especially in our division. I mean, it, oh, no it's, doubt. So when we were joking with Adam about you know getting ready for the playoffs, we want to wish away the season. But yeah, like we're we're in playoff mode. Like this is it. It's not make the playoffs. It's we're padding our record to make sure that we have home ice advantage in the playoffs. <laughs> like that's what this is. Like that's what this is. This is this team is is gonna win, folks. Like if you're listening to this and you're a big Comets fan, which most of you are, I would assume are. I said earlier, like tell your friends to come to the odd. Like do it. They're, they they can see something special. A running joke for the last like few years, right? I'd tell people like, oh, you're going to the game tonight. And they're like, oh no, they're terrible. Like, what do you mean? So like to me as a crazy hockey fan, that doesn't matter. I don't care how good they are. I'm going to go either way. But now this team is like this team is good, man. If if you're in Utica, this is the show to see. Come on, I mean it's same thing with the Pioneers. You got two teams yeah. right now that are just ridiculous. I mean it's it's insane. This we have the best team in the AHL. And the third-ranked team in the nation, yeah. college hockey for D3. I it's, mean, where else do you see this right now? It's a wonderful time to be a Utica hockey fan. It That's really is. You know? It's the best. And, you know, Dom, you just set up a pretty nice transition into Utica College. Let's talk about them for a minute. So, Saturday, they beat Stevenson, who was a very tough team. Uh, right up until recently, they were getting votes in the UCH, or USCHO poll. Uh, Stevenson Mustangs, they beat them 5-2 to two at home. And then the following day on Sunday, they came back and they blanked the Chatham Cougars uh, three to nothing. Uh, you know that Stevenson game got a little chippy towards the end. Um, yeah, a little, little bit, a little bit of aggravation coming through on the on the Mustangs part, and uh, I can understand why. Uh, when you're you know, just can't. I mean, I think they had two shots on goal in the first period. It was That's, just, um... it was ridiculous. Right. I, I almost think that's something that should be written into every scorecard for every Pioneers game is just the end of the game got chippy. 
Yeah. The other team got frustrated. Like, it happens so aggravated. every time. It happens every game. It, it, like, they, they really, I, I don't know. It, it's You could just tell between the way that they've built this team, Heenan and co., just the way they built this team, the way they coached this team, the way the effort the boys put in every game. I mean, they're leaps and bounds ahead of everybody. Right. It's they well, outclass you know, everyone. It's crazy. You know what it is too, Dom? You know, if you look at the schedule that they've played, you know, I mean they're ranked third, but I'm telling you, they have played this the toughest schedule of any any team in the top fifteen. They really have. I mean, right. they've already played the number one they played number one Adrian twice. I mean, obviously Adrian wasn't number one at that point, but they played number two, Geneseo. They played Colby. They played Wilkes. I mean, obviously they're a conference game, so you have to, but the point being is they are not loading up on, you know, lesser competition right. to, you know, inflate their record and, and go right. from there. No, they're they're playing the tough games, and you know what? That's going to serve them so well going down the stretch, which they may need that because uh, Saturday, a little scary moment for the uh, Pioneers. Sean Dixon left the game in the third period. Uh, looked like the uh, some sort of a right leg injury. Uh, uh... I don't know if I should comment on it. I got some inside info, but he should be fine. Okay, good. So that's it. That's all good. All right. Well, that's that's a that's a good thing because there's been no, of course, official word on it. Yeah. Um. But it was it was kind of scary to watch. Uh, I happen to have great seats, and it was you know that for that game, and it was right there along the goal line. I could see the one. Go, oh, oh yeah. no, you know. But I'll tell you what, Brian Landsberger came in and just played phenomenal in his in relief of. Not only Saturday, but Sunday, he was lights out. He got a shutout. Man, whoever does the recruiting for that team. You know, it's so funny, too, because, I mean, here, Landsberger's a freshman, right? And I I was looking at it the other day. His save percentage is like 968 or something like that. It doesn't make sense. He's got two shutouts. It just doesn't. It's And he's playing behind Dixon. And don't forget about Felix Louis St. John. I mean, that's. Right. So, so their next. So, what? What is it? The next next game they play is a UCH game. The UCH game they play Naz. Right. It's Correct. Friday. Yep. And then they got Saturday SUNY, rather. Yep. And then they got SUNY Canton on Sunday. Right. And then following that, you play. It's two more UCH games. You got Kings again, which they handled at the Teddy Bear Toss game, and they play right. Wilkes, which is always tough. Right. So, you got to assume this week. I mean, all of those are winnable games. Wilkes is going to be tough, obviously. Sure. That's, and, and it's at Wilkes too. Right, which I don't want to be that guy. Obviously, the odd is always a huge advantage for the Comets, or not the Comets, the Pioneers, both. Well, for both of them. But the, Pioneer, but the Pioneers currently are sovereign and all on the road. Right. So you want to keep that. They got a heater going. Won't, don't want to jinx them. I mean, this is a team. They're 17 and 2. I mean, yeah. this team is, is insane. You're going to run through Canton, hopefully, my alma mater. And then you, you, you play King's College again, not to shake your head at them, but. You say you got some guys that are banged up. Say Dixon's not good to go 100%. You, not to take off games, but Canton and Kings, I mean, you're going to win those games. So if you want to keep running with the freshmen, you can. And then if Dickie's good to go for Wilkes, you know he's going to be fired up for that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, There's that's... no doubt. And you know what? It, they might just keep him, even if if you say, you know, it's, it's not it was as bad as it looked, they might just hold him out for the weekend just to let him rest up. Why, Why not? You? Why not? You got if you got the UCH tournament playing coming. hot. Let him go. Exactly. Ride the hot hand. Why wouldn't you? Absolutely. And and you know darn well that Coach Heenan isn't afraid to do that either. No, he Gary. You no, know? he's a hockey guy. He obviously exactly. he gets it. What's the one thing that can drag any team into the promised land? Is a hot goalie. 
So right. if he's hot right now, you know that kid's fired up. I've obviously never met him, but he's he's playing that well for this good of a juggernaut of a team in front of some ballistic fans. He's ready to go every night. I don't, I don't oh, no blame doubt. him. Good for him. No like, doubt. Good for him. It's great to see these young kids come in and do that. It's awesome. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't want to see somebody buckle under that pressure, and he's not. He's stepping up. He's playing great. I mean, the, and the guys trust him, which was great to see. You know, exactly. and so that's it, it, when it's it's one thing if the coaching staff does, but if your teammates do, then that's a whole different ballgame, and that's it's it's fun to watch. I mean, they just uh, what this we talk about this every week. I mean, what do you, they're good. This, these guys are good. Like, yeah. Oh, there's there's no doubt. And, and like I said. The way they set their schedule up, really, and I think we kind of touched on that when uh, Coach Eden was on in the preseason. Yeah, you know, it was you know we had mentioned it, the schedule looks tough, but you know what? That's what he wants. Yeah, and he it about is so smart. Teams for tournament that we're good. right is so smart because it just it's an it's an old sports adage, you know, hockey or any other sport, you get better by playing the best competition. Hundred percent. You know what's that? And, uh, Oh my God! I forgot when he said it. What's that Rick Jenneret quote? These guys are good. Oh, it's very good. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it, man. Ugh. Oh man, I, I, I wanted to. Uh, I meant to. I meant to message Vigzy the other day. I was like, "You got to get sick of calling goals, huh?" But like, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, ah, oh, dude. One of these times, his voice is just gonna give out. It's gonna. <laughs> it's the hey. It's the. Uh, <laughs> We had uh, two of the boys and, and Coach Heenan on, and it's the, the Marty's effect, you know? We're just yeah. uh, buzzing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on a heater. They're on a heater ever since we had two guys on. That's all I'm saying. Hey, but you know what? That's, yeah, I, I don't really want to take all the credit for that. But... <laughs> no, no, not all of it. Just like a little bit of it, though. Yeah, yeah. Like just some. Exactly. The comments don't need us, clearly, but if they hit a skid, <laughs> then they can come on. I know, right? We'll arrange something. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, we got the Balls Army guys coming out in a couple weeks, which is going to be they're, awesome. They're, oh, man, they're 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 wild, man. I got to be honest with you. That yeah. is so much fun because for me as, like, a super hockey fan and, like, I love this team so much. Like, I, I'm a, obviously I'm a diehard Rangers fan, duh. But, like, right. the Comets are my team. Like, I oh, love yeah. the Comets. And they're, like, what I want so bad because I, I just ranted about the fans not cheering. Like, that drives me nuts. So to see guys, like, literally come together, we got shirts, we got a Twitter handle, we're, we're getting cheers going. Like, that's Absolutely. awesome. Like, I love to see that. Like, I cannot wait to jump up there and yell with these guys. Like, I got to do it. It's going to happen. I'm going to leave my seat on, the regular, on a regular basis to go up there and cheer with them. Oh, like, absolutely. It's going to have to happen because that's like, I don't know. Something I feel like we've been missing the last couple of years. Like I remember we had the green men on the penalty box for the old comments. That was the best. And then yeah, they yeah. just had to stop. That, that was awesome. Like that's yeah. that's awesome. I love to see that stuff. So yeah, they, those guys. I, if any of you guys listen to this, which I think a few of you do, keep it do, keep it up, man. It's awesome. Even you get even shout outs on the broadcast. That's great. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I love it when they got the drum and they're running up and down. <laughs> yeah, who's out? Who's out? Balls out. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I got a quick funny story. Quick funny story about this. So Sunday. We were, you know, myself, my wife, and my daughter. We got, I, I got two TVs set up in the in the living room, so that we could watch the football game on one TV, and of course the Comets game on the other TV. We weren't missing Go that, you know. I'm a Rams fan, you know that. <laughs> I know, listen, all I'm saying is, did you see how Joe Burrow showed up to that game? That I know. Got, that's what makes me nervous. Angels by a million. Well, yeah, probably. But anyways. <laughs> I don't mean that game, but I'm just really like, we'll see. I don't know. You got the home field advantage. Come on now. <laughs> but no, it was awesome because when we were watching. Obviously, I had the football game on mute because it was still the AFC game, and, you know, whatever. Yeah, right. And uh, <laughs> Kevin Ball scores on the TV. Uh, 
<laughs> my daughter just yelled, who's out? Balls out. I'm like, yes. Yeah, because under normal circumstances, I'm like, what? But I'm like, yeah. She, You're she's, like, excuse me? She's she's hooked. She's a comics fan. It's it. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, it's, dude, it's infectious. I've been yelling it from, I'm the only person in my section yelling. I'm on the complete other side of the arena. Oh, oh I'm man. Yeah, uh, that was me the other night, uh, Friday night. I'm all in, man. I love it. Because <laughs> there, there are a couple sections over from us. I could hear them. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So I started, bulls out. <laughs> and the people that were kind of new, I think they would just bought single seat, you know, single yeah, team tickets. Right. They're looking at me like, you okay? <laughs> like, yeah. No, no. Well, welcome to the welcome to the show. It's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, because it's part of the experience. You know what I mean? And, like, <laughs> I, the only thing that makes me nervous is, like, I don't – now I don't want them to go anywhere. I know. I know. I'm, I'm telling you right now, Kevin Ball gets traded, he gets called up, whatever. Ball's army needs to stay intact and keep it going. I don't care. It's too yeah. good. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. That's you good. know what though? That's what makes me nervous about New Jersey not doing so well. He's playing really well too. I mean he, you know, he they get, that they kid get into April and they're out of it. Yeah. I mean, they'll be able to paper transaction a lot of those guys back down at right. the end of the season, but still. <laughs> but anyways, speaking of the NHL, let's talk about the All Star game, shall we? So it's coming up this weekend in Vegas. Uh so oh, yeah. Friday night, we got the skills competition. And they've added a couple of new events, and I, I'm curious to see how this is going to play out. So one of them is, uh, let's see, I got it here. So the the Fountain Face-Off at the Bellagio, because everything's in Vegas, right? So right, everything's guess... got to be themed because we're professional wrestling. This is Monday Night Raw in Vegas. we got to have a roulette wheel. Oh, <laughs> Christ okay, so I'm going to take it. You're not going to like these new events. No, it's not that. I just, I don't, I don't, the Machine Gun Kelly's playing for some reason. I don't know why. I, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing. So I, with this, this Fountain thing, I, I'm not sure exactly. I, I was reading about it and I, I, I guess it's one of those things you got to see. I guess they're going to put players that got to get on a boat and go out into the middle of the lake where the Fountain is and they got to try to score a goal from there or something or other. I'm not sure about that one. And then the other one is. Who's participating in that? I don't have the list in front of me. Okay. Uh, it well, just says eight entrants. Okay. Well, yeah. I don't care. Well, listen, all, with all this nonsense going on, I'm happy that Adam Fox is not going to be there because protect that man at all costs. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Ugh. But the other one is called the uh, the Las Vegas NHL 21 and 22, and it's some sort of blackjack game. This is what I'm talking about. This is Yeah, I mean, this is like complete gimmick time, right? Uh, but if you're going to do that, I guess the All-Star Game skills competition is the time to do it. Right. I mean, right. I actually th- remember, what was it, a year or two, two years ago, I think, when it was in St. Louis, and they had the, the elevated platform yeah. challenger. I thought that was kind of cool myself. That was, yeah, I thought that was cool. I thought that was pretty neat. And, of course, they got the five other usual, you know, the fastest skater, hardest shot, and all that. So there's seven total events. And then the, the game itself is the next day, uh, Saturday at 3 o'clock. Let me ask you a question. Do you actually like this four-team, three-on-three tournament-style game? Or would you rather go back to the East Conference versus the Western Conference, even five-on-five? So I'm always torn about these things. You know what I mean? Like, I I love to see the biggest stars in the game in one place. Like, I, I love that. So for that alone, the format doesn't bother me just because I get to see that. I thought last, like when they did it the way they're doing it, I, I thought it was exciting. I mean, it's fun to watch. He, he, here's the thing: it doesn't ma- it means nothing. It doesn't matter, right? right? Like it doesn't really matter. So however you want to do it is fun. Like I think it's fine, but 
I don't I don't know. I like both. Like I grew up with a regular All Star game, so I'm like I'm kind of prone to that. Right. But the way they do it, I mean, it's fun. You get to watch a bunch. <laughs> what do people want to see? You know, goals. You get to see a bunch yeah. of goals, a lot of offense. It's like that. Uh, oh my God, who who was it? Uh, John Smoltz and Tom Glavin, the Mark McGuire commercial. Chicks oh, dig long ball. Yeah, yeah. Chicks right, dig right. long ball. That's what it, they want to see. Dangles and goals. So I get it. I understand. Right. I just don't. If the way they do it, that's, let me ask you a question about this, Scott. The way they're doing it now, instead of it being a, just a straight, like played game, do you think this is a way to protect players from getting hurt potentially? Whereas in a regular game, they're more structured and the better chance you might actually get hurt. I don't think so. No, I, I don't because I mean, as far as that goes, I mean, you can get hurt anytime, anywhere. I mean, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. I understand that. But all-star games, there was never any checking anyway. I mean, right. I think there's been one right. body check thrown in the history of the all-star game, to be honest yeah. with you, right? Right, right. And right. so with that, I I don't really think so. Um, <laughs> Jeff who's out? Yes. Yeah, who's out? Ball's yeah. out. Yeah, exactly. You know what? He needs to be in the all-star game. Kevin Ball? That would be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> but anyways. We have all-star game this year. Are we even having one? No, because it was supposed to be in Laval. Uh, I got canceled. Uh, yeah, That's Scott. We, we forgot to we forgot to bring you. that up with Scott. Uh, this is next, on you. Next time, now he's got to come back on. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <All right. laughs> no, that. Yeah, that's. I, I don't know. I I I miss the old East versus West. I didn't even yeah. really mind the North America versus the World. That was all right. You know, right. I didn't particularly care for. Remember they did that that fantasy draft thing. Yeah. That was that was kind of You know of... why I kind of would prefer just the regular straight east versus west game now that I'm really thinking about it. If you're going to get gimmicky with everything else around it, just have a regular game for the actual game. Like yeah. you're already being gimmicky with the competitions and all this stuff. Right. So if you're going to have just so just have a regular game. You know what I mean? And but like and I understand too like this is another thing that drives people nuts, but I understand the guys that don't want to play in it. I totally get that. I'm not going to sit and complain. Like people love to lose their mind about that. I get it. You don't want to play cuz you think you're going to short. I understand. Take the time to relax. I get it. But if you're going to have like everything being like if we're going to put guys on a boat or a floating roulette board or whatever you said, I don't even know. If you're going to do that, then just play a regular game. I know. That's it. Like cuz like how fun is it to watch Caps Pens playing tonight? I don't remember what the score is. Uh, I have to go check that. But and then see Ovi and Sid on the same team. Like that's awesome. Like that's right. cool. You know, it's a great. It's a great. Like I understand that they're gonna do like the whatever too. It's the same thing. But either way, it's fun to watch. Like and you mix in everybody else. Like that's cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I think that would actually be the the ideal compromise too, right? So if right. you're gonna be gimmicky, do it for the skills competition, and right. then for us old traditionalists like me. You know, who right. I I right. I so badly want to see it. Like I told you, I, I want to see go back to East versus West so bad because right. It, right. Yeah. I don't know. It just to me this this division thing is just too much. Yeah, and, and kind of like you know, it, it goes for me at least. I mean, and maybe maybe you're different, but like I was kind of just saying, like I like to see the I like the idea of seeing certain guys playing together that you're not going to see. Like, right. If you do East versus West, you can have if you it, it depends who's coaching, whatever. But you can throw Nathan McKinnon and Connor McDavid on the same line. Dude, I know. Like, come on. Yeah. Dude, who's gonna stop that? No, no, dude. It, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it'd be so much fun to watch. You know what I mean? Like it, that to me, that's almost even more fun than the way they're doing it now. Like, right. If you're if you want to throw out a line of I don't know off the top of my head, Panarin, 
Ovi and, and Matthews, like just for fun. Obviously, that doesn't work. It's all wingers, but still, it's fun. Like, it'll be fun to watch. Who's going to stop that line? No, nobody. Good luck. You know who's going to stop that line? The West Coast Them, All-Stars, themselves. potentially. <laughs> themselves? Yeah, themselves. <laughs> themselves, yeah. <laughs> Give the puck to Ovi. Get out of the way. Just <laughs> still. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, pretty man. Much. No, that would be that would be cool. Hey, whatever. I don't care. Do whatever you want to do. I'm probably going to watch it no matter what. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do? You're right. Right. We're yeah. watching it no matter what. I don't know. <laughs> well, actually, you better be at the UC game. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. So, I mean, What's I got to work time? Saturday. So, UC plays, I believe, at, I think it's at 3. Oh, there's well, no chance I'll be there. I got to look at the schedule. <laughs> oh, hey, you, no, you'll no, probably no, be still at work, too. I'm at work I'll Saturday. Be, work. Yeah. I'm tempted to go uh, Sunday just for the sake of the old alma mater. Yeah, right? It's They're going to get pumped. Oh, my God. Oh, it's <laughs> hey, so bad. Let me ask you a question. Were, were, was SUNY Canton the Kangaroos when you were there? Yes. Because I did a, I did the write-up for I, – I do this weekly college local college hockey write-up or roundup for the Marty's Illegal Stick site. And so I'm doing a little research because I like to put the, you know, the opponent's, you know, names and all that rather than just say SUNY Canton. And I looked at I'm like, Ruse? I'm looking on their side. I'm like, Ruse, Ruse. Kangaroos. I'm like, you know, very cool. Um, I he can't imagine, word. you know, kangaroos are certainly not uh, native to North northern New York. But no. whose house? Ruse house. <laughs> the Rue House is the arena. The Rue House, really? Yeah, well, it's because it's because people because colleges do weird things where they yeah. pick like they have a, a, a student board body whatever pick. Kangaroos can't leap backwards, so they always move forward. That's why they're the kangaroos. They were the Northmen, and then you're not allowed to say that anymore. So then now they were the North Stars, and then then they were the kangaroos. I have a Canton North Stars T-shirt actually. Do you really? I do. My neighbor played Canton or hockey at Canton. Uh, Marco Terry's uh, partner, Rick Simone's son, lives really? on Canton. Yeah. Yep. Okay. No yep. Yeah, yeah, he lives right down the street from me. Um, he played. He was there when they were the North Stars, and then my, I think I was like the second year with the Kangaroos. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. Sooner can can. Like I said, the league tries to schedule things and create the schedules to help keep down travel costs. And realistically, Knoxville Ice Bears and Knoxville Tennessee and Fayetteville are both four hours away. But Fayetteville's kind of out there by themselves on the coast at, in that uh, geographic area. And so we wound up playing them 12, 13, 14 times a year. That sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. you think? <laughs> yeah, and this was, this was even before, you know, COVID and trying to keep the COVID pods going on and things like that. This was from the get-go. Uh, you know, Knoxville's only an hour away from Huntsville, so that makes logistically sense for them to play each other. And of course, Birmingham's not that far away from them either. So um, we, we do have a pretty good budding rivalry with Peoria as well, too, um, just for the simple fact of, of – yeah, they were considered the evil empire. They've always been one of the top teams in the league. Uh, and then, uh, you know, like I said, the year that the challenge round, they took us number five, kind of the, the history of how they played against us, thinking they were going to beat us in the first round. Well, uh, leading up to it, there was a lot of talk because our head coach played for their played for Peoria and for that head coach that was also in Peoria. And uh, there were also a lot of former players that were playing down there, too. So the, the term that was being thrown around that week in the media and the talk was in podcasts was uh, it all come down to the, the ex-girlfriends. Be a <laughs> because they know the systems, they know how things are going to react. Like that. And, and it helped. So, 
that's good. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's, that's awesome. Oh boy. So uh one last question for you. Um uh, sure. Sean Avery was recently released by the Orlando Solar Bears. Think he's gonna right. come to Roanoke? No. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, there is a league rule that they, uh, no players with NHL experience can play in the Southern Professional Hockey League. Oh, okay. That's a, that, I did not know that. Yep. Uh, 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 it would be uh, kind of a good thing, possibly, if it did, because the majority owners of our team are the McGinn family, which may sound familiar to some hockey fans, because the three boys in that family – all have or are playing in the NHL. Jamie began to finish yeah. up in Florida a couple of years ago. Time again, uh, played in Tampa Bay and spent some time in Syracuse when the, mm-hmm. uh, with the Lightning up there. Uh, and then Jamie uh, is currently this year signed a free agent deal and is playing in Pittsburgh. So uh, <clears throat> it was kind of a, a deal when it came out that uh, it was kind of give the boys a little bit of uh, you know ownership and front office experience to see if maybe they wanted take an avenue to uh, continue their career in hockey once their playing days are done and have some, some you know, GM experience or office experience, things like that, on, on how a team is run. And uh, they do a wonderful job. Uh, a lot of players uh, here talk about the, 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 um, the not really extra treatment, but the, the special things, because these guys know what it was like to grow up playing in juniors and through the through the minors, so they kind of understand how that is and how that lifestyle is, and, and how it could affect you know the you know the bus travels and the living conditions, things like that. So uh, everything, from what I understand, is is top notch and just only grown uh, since they've come along. And in some cases, even some conditions might even be a little bit better than they were with the guys when we were in the '90s and the 2000s back in the ECHL. That is so cool! So cool. Well, Roy, we thank you for coming on, man. This has been this has been great. Like I said, it's it's uh you know I'm actually kind of in a way glad this started happening up here for the comments, having to bring in a couple of PTOs from the the SBHL because it, it opens up right. a whole new horizon, really. It yes, it does. Yes, it, it does. does. So, and uh, and uh, unfortunately, back in my day, uh, you know, when I was growing up in, in Central New York, there wasn't really hockey in, in Utica. Not that I remember. I remember always going down to Binghamton or having. I went to a, a, a game at Col- up at Colgate University, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, was against Cornell. I remember that very well. I um, actually went out and did one of their intermission contests as like an eleven-year-old kid. That shot the puck at the Burger King board, made it one second place. We were sitting in the student <laughs> section, and that was my first crowd surfing experience because they pushed me all the way back up. <laughs> That way. So I, I was adopted as part of the student section for the rest of the game. That's awesome. I had to make sure I looked, you know, knowing college students, so I made sure I, that uh, my gift certificate for Burger King was stuffed in my front pocket so it didn't disappear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That is awesome. But, so uh, I, I still have family in the area and I make it back. So I'm hoping, uh, you know, next time I'm up there during the winter, I'm hoping to come up and check the scene out up in Utica. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to come see uh, Barry's Rink of Dreams, too. That's, yes, yes. I. Uh, it, it's funny, you know, that's how we kind of connected yeah. through his Rink of Dreams through there. And actually, we worked, we worked for the, the uh, in the same liquor store up there in Cooperstown for the, the same boss. I, he was after my time there, but uh, I'd go back in and say hi and, 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 you know, 
support the business a little bit whenever I make trips back home. And, <laughs> and, uh, and you know, he, we talked a little bit about it and then I kind of saw it on Facebook. And then I was like, I didn't put two and two together who Barry was. So I only talked to him like two or three times real briefly just standing in the store. And he's like, are you guy from Richmond? I was like, no, we're on Oak, but close enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So uh, where are we going to find the, the rail yard dogs on social media? Uh, you're going to find them on Facebook and also on Instagram and Twitter. All right. And what place are they in right now? Railyarddogs.com is their website. Uh, basically, they cover everything <coughs> across the board. I love that name. Yeah, it is. Awesome. That's so cool. It, so it, it, all, you know, it, the, the Roanoke Express was a big tie-in here because we were, you know, this town was founded on the railroad. And our, our goal horn um, is an actual diesel train whistle it, and it's not a sound effect. it's actually up above up above the scoreboard it's run off an air compressor uh joe hits the button and, and, and i mean it's all it's all non-automated it's all manual and so you can push it as long as you want or short as you want or how many times you want you know whatever you drive that's awesome day. and uh it, it, it makes, I mean, it just makes it a true experience. And, uh, it's so of, cool. A lot of fans were hoping that they would adopt that moniker again. Some of the SBHL fan teams that have been ECHL teams have done that. Uh, but, uh, you know, begins and the ownership wanted a new identity, but they still wanted to tie into the community. So they went with the rail yard dogs. Uh, our mascots, Diesel. So it ties in these locomotives. There's yep. a, there's a, a big. Uh, if you ever have time, look at you know, for a little history, you look at the six eleven trains um, that were manufactured here in Roanoke. There's one here in town. They break out about twice a year uh, to do train rides along you know along down to Carolina and back and things like that. And those tickets will sell out in probably thirty minutes because everybody wants that experience of being behind sure. that, that old steam yeah. steam diesel. Absolutely. Actually, Actually, I got. I don't know how well you can see that, but that's kind oh, of yes. wow. That's that. awesome. Yeah, that is so awesome. cool. A buddy of mine, a buddy of mine in Myrtle Beach, did this for me here. Brushes, baseball helmets, and cleats for major leaguers and things like that. And and I told him I wanted a hockey helmet done for my office. So this is what he came up with. And you know, we toyed around with some ideas. So that's the actual 611 train. It's not just our artist rendition and part of the da- part of the downtown run of skyline. The railroad runs right through downtown. And then it, we got you know diesel on the top. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. And then it's uh, a great we're called the Star City of the South because we have a hundred foot uh, neon star that sits on the top of Mill Mountain, uh, which is in totally encompassed within the city limits. And that was our secondary logo for a while uh, on shoulder pads and such was, was the star. So, um, you know, we're called Star City and, and we've adopted all those monikers and things of that nature. And it's it's still a big, big push when it comes to you know, the history of town, but also blazing a new path. So cool. We might have to make a road trip to Roanoke sometime. Oh, please let me know. Let me know. I, I'll, I'll get you some seats and... and Hope you guys. I think you guys would enjoy it. I think it's it's kind of a it would be a kind of a nice blend between the college game and and you know the AHL game and that level just for right. the simple fact of um, you know it's kind of a mix of both. I, I heard you talking about um, the lack of 
crowd enthusiasm as far as being the, a library these days up there in Manitoba. You won't get that wrong. <laughs> Dom's going to get fired up again. Here we go. <laughs> maybe maybe it's just something that you can kind of relate to. I'm, by the way, I'm on the website. I'm going to have to order a hat or something because those logos and colors are awesome. I mean, that's sick. But, um <laughs> It is because I love like juniors and like all, all types of minor league hockey and minor league sports in general, just across the board, like even with baseball, like they tend to get a little more creative with no- names and logos and color schemes. Like I still have my Mohawk Valley Prowlers clock up there yep. from the UHL that was here. Like I just love that logo. And for for me, and I, you, you might be able to kind of appreciate this at, at you know, like a junior level or a college level, it, it's almost more tied into the community than like at a, a major level oh, where guys absolutely. are a little more removed. Like the pioneers, our college team, like you, we just talk, they're just kids. Like they yeah. they love call of duty and Taco Bell. Like that, you <laughs> know what I mean? Like they're just, yeah. they're regular kids as opposed to <laughs> professional athletes. Some of them are making a million dollars, you know, right. it's, it's different. Well, and, and, you know, and, and it takes a special, you know, a special type to, you know, not only endure the minor leagues and, and, and making that switch from, you know, there's it, a lot of guys get a, a starstruck sometimes when they're making that leap from Utica to uh, to, to the SPHL or the ECHL and playing a professional schedule and the way that's sure. set up. And uh, it, it can be a culture shock, but there's also, you know, that again, like you said, it's 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 the interaction with the community. It's being out there with the schools and being with the kids and, and uh, doing, you know, a lot of times a lot of our, our specialty jerseys are auctioned off and a portion of that goes to local charities. Uh, awesome. We have an event uh, in game every period or every game during the first period. It's called the Black Dog Salvage Pup of the Game, which the local Roanoke Valley uh, SPCA will bring in a pup that's in for adoption to the game. They bring him in when the gates open. He's out there, to get, you know, so people can meet him out on the other concourse. And then we spotlight him, do live video, and, you know, give the adoption facts and, and all the facts up there. It's awesome. And last I knew, last I knew, we were batting a thousand with that for five Dude, awesome. I'm <laughs> such a dog lover. That is the coolest thing in the world. Because like, I got two, I have two Bernese Mountain Dogs, and they're like, they're my children. Like, they yeah, really exactly. are. So that's. Exactly. Dude, that's the coolest thing. I love that, dude. That's it. Sounds like you guys have such a seriously cool operation down there. It's tied in the community. Like that's that sounds uh, yeah. awesome. And, and the, the, the McGinn brothers come down to do a hockey camp every, yeah, every summer. Very uh, cool. Obviously, when the uh, pandemic rules allow travel and things like that. Um, and since Rogue has been back with professional hockey, uh, the the youth hockey program has just exploded. So much so that they recreated the old ECHL barn at the Lancelot, uh, rebuilt it after it collapsed back in 92 after a snowstorm, um, put in another sheet of ice in there because it was just getting to be too much with everybody fighting for ice time between pros, Virginia Tech and Radford playing here as far as their club teams are concerned. Uh, sometimes Liberty would be playing their games until they built their uh, arena up there on your campus and and uh it's it's just it's amazing to see and the kids are starting to travel up and down the east coast and, and not only participating but but you know being really competitive and winning some of these travel tournaments up and down the east coast so. that's awesome oh that is awesome that that really is who who it's so great to see hockey thrive in other places besides the northern part of the country like it really absolutely. is it's yeah, it's absolutely. awesome I love yes, that. Yes, it is. I mean, I was, I was kind of given some of the behind the scenes um, 
information and stuff, you know, during the week while we were emailing back and forth and stuff. And I mean, I went back and looked this afternoon and out of the current players um, that have been here on a contract of some kind and run up uh, 14 players and our head coach have ties to New York college hockey. Nice. That's awesome. Henry Dale, That's a lot. Mentioned earlier out of Utica. Yeah. Uh, we have, we have five from Morrisville. Nice. Oh, wow. other, nice. Other All programs, right. Let's go. Uh, other for Cortland, Elmira, Oswego, Brockport, Fredonia, Plattsburgh. I mean, and that's just wow. this year. Wow. That is so, great. Uh, that, the college seed in in the upstate New York is getting to be a, a real feeder down to the, the at least the SPHL. And yeah, out of those out of those fourteen, six of them have already had uh, call ups in the ECHL sometime over the season. We're still up there. That is great. great. You will travel. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's awesome, <laughs> dude. I love this. Yeah, Sick. absolutely. I think we need to get this area more familiar with the SPHL. <laughs> yeah, well, dude, it's a it's a cool league. You know what I mean? It, it's yeah. it, it really is. It's a small league, but it, still, like you said, they just expanded. You said it was this year they expanded. I think yes. yes. So it's growing. It's not like it's a stagnant league. That's sick. That's cool. I'm sure the I see highlights. You know, I watch it. It gets around. The yeah. competition's great. Yeah, and there's, there's tons of highlights on YouTube, and there's even been I think three or four times this year it's made you know plays have made top ten on SportsCenter. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. That's great. Roy, is there anywhere any way to stream the games? Uh, there is. Um, I can't remember what the name of the app is. It is a pay service. Um, is it My Hockey TV? Uh, it. I think it might be live stream. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure we could find it. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. check it out. I, I can. I can. I can email the link too. I can go back. Yeah. And I can't remember yeah. what it is. I mean, uh, you know. You know, we'll do watch parties and stuff with it all the time and, and things of that nature too. But um, yeah, so there are ways, and, and it, you know, each each arena has their own cameras. Uh, you know, a high cam, and and a lot of that can be, you know, just the high cam, and some have, you know, the mix between high and low cam to give you a little bit more closer feel when you kind of watch it on the ice as well too. So. That's cool. That's really cool. No kidding. Yeah, I'm checking out their social media right now. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah, mitch, mitch, I do. Mitch, mitch mitch does a really good job with it mitch uh we just got mitch this year our, our former uh, original play-by-play guy brian garter took a job out in rapid city in the echl uh who also had ties to upstate new york he was the play-by-play guy for the Binghamton mets for a couple of years oh yeah hey. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so uh uh, we we always we always had a good time talking about speedies and all that kind of stuff that down in that area. But uh, <laughs> nice. Mitch, is, Mitch has jumped in. He, he's a graduate of Penn State and uh, is taking off and, and taking away with it. Uh, brought and you know they implemented things like uh, a play on in cars with comedians. Jerry Seinfeld's little clip there. That's awesome. We call, we call it driving with the dogs. So pick up one of the dogs in the arena and drive around town in the car and, and put it out on Facebook and, and YouTube and things like that. So they, they, they do a lot of neat things to uh, keep the interest up and they, they push it all year long. So That's so that. cool. That That's is awesome. So cool. One thing I, I will say, every, every time we've had somebody on, because like we were talking with Jason Shia last week. Was that last week? 
Yes. yes. Yeah. So play by play guys and like PA to me, like, I don't know why I have a, a fascination with like announcers and stuff like that. I just always have. And you seem like a real kind of cool, calm, collected, laid back kind of guy. But to hear the way you do the play by play, like you get that from somewhere and it's awesome. Like that's, right. it's, it's killer to see you do that. And I, I'm, I'm sure a team that portrays himself as such a exciting part of the community, you definitely helped bring that atmosphere to life. And that's something that's really cool. Uh, I, I appreciate it. it. It is a lot of fun. I mean, um, you know, it, it, Kind of release releases some of those competitive juices in uh, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was always playing sports. You know, I played soccer and basketball in high school. And like I mentioned before, I played you know I played travel softball, slow pitch travel softball, and, and rep sanctioned tournaments up and down, you know from Maryland all the way down to Florida. So I was about uh, shoot forty five. So nice. Um, you know, granted, you know, I'm technically an off ice official, but. Uh, and I don't go overboard, but at the same time, you know, we sometimes, depending on how the game's going, it, it's kind of up to, to us on the production side to keep that energy going and trying to keep the fans from kind of getting a little bit lower if things aren't going their way. But um, that's few and far between here in Europe. Just like I mentioned before, our fans are avid, and uh, they'll make noise one way or the other, good or <laughs> Love it. Wouldn't, wouldn't trade. Wouldn't trade it for the world. Wouldn't That's trade awesome. it for the world at, at all. I mean, it's uh, it, this like I said, you know, hockey's gone back here for almost sixty years, on and off, mostly on, um, and, and to find something like that in Virginia um, was kind of shocking to me when I moved down here from upstate. No kidding. That is, that is so cool. So cool. And like I said, please, by all means, if you're back up here this summer, let us know. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt about it. We'll have to have you come back on after the playoffs over and let us know how everything went. I'll be happy to. That would be, that would be so cool. Cause like I said, this, uh, this SPHL, man, we got to get the word out about this. This sounds just like a, such a fun league. It really does. Yeah, and like I said, you know, I have a feeling that, you know, like mentioning that New York connection before, I think you're, you know, even if it's not necessarily from Utica, you know, you know, well, I guess they're going to be Utica, Utica University from what I read down, but, um, you know, they'll see some players that, and that they may recognize that come into Utica to play as well, too. So, oh, absolutely. Um, so it, awesome. it'll, it, 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 it'll be a good time all the way around. Sure will. No doubt about it. Well, Roy, like I said, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and talk to us. We, we... Absolutely, absolutely. I appreciate the invite. and sorry it took me so long to get on. but No, uh, no worries. No, no worries. It, it, uh, it, it was a pleasure. And uh, anytime, anytime, uh, just, you know, if you get desperate enough, you, somebody drops out on you, let me know. Like I said, I want you to come back. I want to hear how these playoffs went. So. Well, I, was just, I was just going through their website. You can watch it is it's hockey TV. You can watch one of the ways you can yeah. watch it, and uh, uh, they also have a podcast for the. They haven't updated episodes in a long time, but that's pretty sick, right? Yeah, they, Dude, do, they do do podcasts. They also do a usually a uh, try to do it weekly, but uh, sometimes it's bi-weekly coaches corner as well too. Where I love that. That's great. That's that is and, awesome. Uh, they go over new signings and and how things went and what they're look forward to for their opponents for the upcoming week and things like. Awesome. So they, so they, cool. they get all they get it. They use those tools to get it out as much as possible and do a lot of the, the self promotion. I think um, everybody in SPHL realistically does a good job. I haven't seen anybody really slack in that department. Um, For sure. And I think it's the wave of the future, honestly, as far as you know, media goes when it comes to sports. 
in the minor leagues. This is going to be the YouTubes and the, oh, for the podcasts sure. and, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So, Absolutely. Just show off what you got there. It's unfortunate that more people know. Right. Yeah, exactly. So. Right, no doubt. So, well, we're going to do our well, best because, like I said, this sounds like such a fun league. And we, yeah, yeah, and like like I said, if if you decide to take that road trip, please let me know. We'll make sure you get your good good seats. And uh, there's always uh, plenty of cold beverages floating around the rink as oh, well. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. there we go. <laughs> there, there's the part that sealed the deal right yeah. there. Attention <laughs> there. But. Uh, Speaking of no more at the odd this weekend, next weekend. That's right. But um, again, gentlemen, thanks for having me. It's been my pleasure, and uh, it was it was great to meet all of you. Thank you, Roy. This was awesome. Really appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. All right, thank you. Stay in touch. All right, we'll do. Have a good night. Thanks, man. Too. Bye. That was Roy Chambers. That was awesome. For real, what a cool league. What a cool team. There's a lot. Awesome. That's sick. Yeah, that is so cool. Yeah, they got some cool merch. They're sold out of some stuff, but I was creeping on it because I'm just like Jamie Vernon with the Googles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't stop. They do auctions and merchandise, so anybody wants anything cool, check it out. Right. They got, you, you, dude, they let you customize their superhero specialty replica jersey. Ooh. What? Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, this is a really cool... I can't share my screen, obviously, because I'm not hosting, but I'll explain it to you a little bit. It's a pretty cool jersey. It's basically the the skyline it looks like the skyline and a backdrop of the city with like the rail yard in the front and then the big star he was talking about it's got the big diesel train it's really cool it's they do an awesome job there is from what it looks like that's sick that's so cool i know have fun with it man let it fly i love that you know and that's that's, rail yard dogs yeah exactly you know and that's the nice thing about you know like minor league hockey or minor league sports in general you can do stuff like that 100%. Right. I can't I mean, wait for the Syracuse Mets to be the Syracuse Salt Potatoes this year. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Oh, boy. Every year. Well, guys, we only got one one thing left to talk about, and that's the Comets. Uh, we had a pretty good weekend in Syracuse. Uh, swept the, uh, who, who are we playing again this weekend? Well, we're playing Syracuse again tomorrow night. We're playing Syracuse. Yeah, okay. tomorrow night. But uh, then we got oh, Toronto yeah. and Rochester home on Friday and Saturday night. So, oh, Rochester! Yeah, I again, I, imagine that, right? Yeah, I haven't seen them play yet. <laughs> I haven't really seen Toronto that much, so at least that's a nice shakeup. Yeah, yeah, and Toronto usually <laughs> plays them pretty tough too. So, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. But uh, well, they just lost. I think I saw in the group they just lost. Yeah, did they? Uh, I don't know. That's what I thought I saw. I'll tell you right now. What's today's date? Is anyone off the top of your head? Yeah, today's the eighth. March eighth. Uh, three to one Providence. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, that'll help. Yeah, that'll help. No doubt about it. They they got it. Wow, dude. They play again tomorrow. They got a lot of games to make up. Well, yeah, because they had to cancel all those or postpone, I should say. And listen, if by chance anyone from the comments is listening to this, you have no excuses playing this team. They have to play tomorrow again. Guess what time they play tomorrow? Three. 11 a.m. Oh, Against Abbotsford, which is bananas. That doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. And then so the, wait, Abbotsford's coming to Toronto at eleven yeah. a.m. Yeah, Ouch. yeah, dude, yeah, dude. And Ouch. then and then they play us the eleventh, and then the twelfth they're in Syracuse, and then oh, the seventeenth they're in Hershey, and then the nineteenth they're dude they're on the road for like a month. Man, have fun, boys. Bad, <laughs> it's a bad it's a bad month to be Toronto. Yeah, no kidding, right? Mm. Oh, 
I hate to see it. Well, I'm looking forward to watching Josh Hosang. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We don't have to he deal with Nick Ritchie sick. anymore. He got traded, so. Yeah, kid's sick. Yeah. Sick hands. He can't do anything else, but he's yeah, sick right. hands. <laughs> Dude, he can't do anything else. He's, uh, he can sing, I guess. He's got some <laughs> sick hands, though. Well, so far, it does like we're getting Nico Dawes back. He's, he's doing pretty good up in the uh, NHL right now, huh? Yeah, yeah. well. I was talking to uh, one of my coworkers. It's going to be interesting to see what the Devils do with the whole goaltending situation. Yeah. You know what? I got to tell you, I think we're due to get Neil back on to talk about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, is he, he's still okay? He's, he's, I don't want to put him into his – I don't want to have to put him into any certain state of mind. <laughs> the Devils' state of mind. <laughs> exactly. Let's, let's look out for his mental health. I was talking to him a couple weeks ago, and he's like, yeah, I have fell off on social media. I noticed. He's like, I just – I had to get away for a minute. I go, I get it, dude. I understand. <laughs> I understand. I'm assuming it's something else because a hockey team shouldn't really do that to you. But maybe it is because I've seen, a baseball team's done that to me my entire life. So, well, he's got another <laughs> podcast out too. He does the uh, the a Brooklyn Nets uh, podcast. Yeah, I saw that. That's pretty cool. And I if you he should have you watched his uh, watch along yet on the, the hockey? No, ne- I haven't. That on the hockey not. podcast Dude, network, I popped into one, and it was just him yelling about comments for like <laughs> yeah, five minutes. It was awesome. <laughs> so I was like, all right, so Neil's up to par on everything here. So <laughs> go ahead and send that. The way they were going, boys. It was like, I get it. I'd be doing the same thing. But yeah, right. <laughs> I'd be probably a little more cool comic collected. That's uh. what I do. But he was, yeah, he was losing it. I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, it is. It, it, I'll tell you, if you get a chance, check it out because it is. I mean, I, I just love the guy. He just goes crazy. It's great. So, but the team's going to have to start paying for us like therapy or something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Dude, that was for a couple. I mean, there's a couple years. The comments were terrible. I mean, that was kind of us here for a while. Yeah, yeah. True. Never, not really. Any time in the recent in recent history was at the pioneers. No, <laughs> no. Dude, it's just can I? I don't want to get into that. Never mind. It's not. I don't want to spill any juice or nothing. Never mind. <laughs> How are you going to do that? Just go, your day. just go by your day. Just go by your day. You got to do it. Go by your day. Right. No, I don't not. know. He's he's talking about no, juice. I don't know if I want to know about this. I had to pick up on Facebook last week. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, if you're still watching this or you're listening back or you watch it and you're in the Utica Hockey Fans group, there is now a list of rules. Please try and abide by the rules. If someone shares a link, for the love of God, nine other people don't have to share it. Just Just comment <laughs> on the link. One of the rules is multiple posts will be deleted because it doesn't matter who shares it. It just matters that it's there. So help me God. <laughs> you know, we got to just make an entire segment of this show with Dom just going off about something because it's the best. Ch- chanting? Chanting yeah. one. No, I'm over the chant. I'm, I'm, I'm so like my energy in fandom has like shifted. At least for the next month, from the comments <laughs> to, to, to the, the pioneers. pioneers. I'm in pioneers mode. I'm in, this is pioneers mode, baby. It's yeah. been a while because of COVID, but we're we're back. We're all the way back. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like bad. It's we're we're down bad. Like let's yeah. go. I am. Yeah. That would be such a great. You know what, Jordy? You're absolutely right. You're 100 right. It would be. But no, we're we're no no disrespect to the comments, but like they don't have my full attention right now. Like they're. I got tickets. I'm gonna have to get rid of uh, March 25th. Because I won't be here, I'll be in Lake Placid. <laughs> so, I'm telling you, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make it. Agree. I always look to see if someone. Yeah, you do. You look. 
one of the best members of that group right there is Josh. He's on the money. I get confused, dude, because you share so much good stuff and you have the same logo as the team. So I'm like, I know. Does this come from the team or from Josh? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think it's great. It's fantastic. But that's a good, it's a good group, man. There's a lot of people. Honestly, if you're listening to this, all jokes aside, don't, I'm not going to yell at you. It's fine. Uh, you're a Pioneers fan or like you kind of are and you just want to follow along. It's a cool group. A lot of active people, good videos, good pictures from the game. Absolutely. Uh, a- active comment threads. Like it, it's a growing group. I think we're about 140 members now. Yes. So it's, it's awesome. It, it's cool. It's, Something that I think we need. It's a good addition that the Pioneer Posse guys like it too. Like they're they're in. Like Aaron and and uh, and Danny love it. So that it's cool. It's it's a good thing. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah, it's an awesome group. It really is. I made friends with those guys this weekend. By the way, <laughs> I mean you were over there, so yeah. <laughs> and Dave messaged me on Facebook. He goes, "Hey, you're gonna make it to the the the, the get together at the dinghy bar?" And I was like, "Well." I'm not gonna make it, but I wish I could. If I'd known in advance, I probably would have made it because we've been a blast. I don't want to be like, who are you, by the way? And I had to think about it. I go, oh, you're the you suck guy, right? <laughs> great dude, one, great one, dude. One, shout out to the dinghy bar for you know surviving COVID and still being open, dude. I live. My listen. father would go there years ago. Yeah, jo- for, jo- fried, jo- for fried bologna sandwiches. You said it, Josh, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, dude, that's I, I almost forgot that was kind of the spot. I haven't been there in forever. I've I've been there for work, but I haven't been in there in there I like forever. There, I can't even tell you. how long. I'm not against going. I'll go. I got no problem with that. I love having a nice little spot. Like I wish there was like a Comets bar around here. You know what I mean? I almost I mean, like, the, old, the old school one for the Devils was uh, the Bearded Dolphin. Yeah, that's not. That's not even a. I don't even know what that is now. It's a. It's a Caribbean food restaurant now. Ah, there you go. Yeah, it's yeah. It's still it's it still looks exactly the same. (laughs) (laughs) I think one of the bearded dolphin signs is actually still up. I'm pretty sure. Awesome. Awesome. But dude, I don't I don't know if they would do it because every time I go to the dinghy bar, there's like a concert on. It's not even sports. I say they should play the Pioneers games. They could stream them. That would be yeah. sick. Yeah. Like, that's why I was like kind of – I put it on Twitter a long time ago, but I think it would be really cool. Like if there's a local bar, it would probably have to be more centrally located, like no disrespect to the Valley. It probably have to be more like a youth thing. But, dude, just if you're a bar owner or you work at a bar and you like – because I've worked in a bar, so I know what it's like to try to get people through the door. Get the AHL TV package. Oh, no doubt. Get the AHL TV package. Even just get the away games. It'll cost you 40 bucks a year. You'll make that the first night back, guaranteed. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. have yeah. the game up. Killer Brew would be good. I've been mean. I haven't been in there in a long time, Josh. I mean, by that I mean <laughs> I, I go in there a lot. But <laughs> I, I've been meaning to like mention it <laughs> because if you go in there at the right day, what's his name that owns it? I can't think of his name. Mike. Uh, Mike. He's always he's there, and he was like, dude. They honestly, they probably would. I've watched comics games there before. Like that would be that would be a sick thing to do. You make it on a one table. In a, you'd make your money back immediately. And then just every comments away game, just you have it on and people can go in there and we can meet up and do like stuff there. It'd be cool. Uh, you know, yeah. playoffs are playoffs are coming up. Playoffs would be sweet. Yeah. Cause hey, dude, there's going to be, we're going to have a series where it's not really going to be ideal to travel. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like do that dude. And then you could play Killabrew at Killabrew. You can make comments wings or something. You can make money off it. Cause people will buy anything. Yeah, do two exactly. for ones, do a special, something. It, it'd be a good. I think if I've won, like if I owned a bar, I would do that already. Be a Utica hockey bar. 
Yeah. Well, that would get out of control in a heartbeat. Oh, I'm sure it would. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be beer only, beer only, cash only. (laughs) That's it. We have a menu with three items on it, wings, fries, and... Mod sticks. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Keep it like that. Keep it like that. Your fries get served in a bucket. And by a bucket, I mean like a bucky. And they're going to call it a day. (laughs) I don't want to hear nothing. Players are there. Leave them alone. Let them watch the game. (laughs) These people. (laughs) Yep. Let them enjoy it. Relax. Uh, Maybe I will open a bar. There it is. There is the words of wisdom for the night. Now we just got to come up with a name for it. That's all. For a bar? I have a name for a bar, but I couldn't. It, I no, it couldn't. It wouldn't be a hockey bar, and I can't say it here. Because <laughs> it's, like, too good. I don't want one of you people to yeah, get Yeah, I know. Somebody snap it. I don't want any because you can't, you can't facilitate the way. No, don't. Can't believe someone hasn't pushed the hockey theme with their bar. That's what I'm saying. Like that's thank you, Josh. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> People, I mean, I remember there was there used to be a bar that would push, you know, hockey nights, especially for the pioneers and for the old comets. Um, but now they just it, it doesn't even happen anymore. I don't know if it's because COVID kicked in. I don't know. Who's this? Uh, Kilbury used to do it, dude. I'll talk to them. I'm good friends Mikey, with the bartenders yeah. there. Yeah, I, yeah, I honestly, like, Mike, I think to do they would the do it, yeah. dude. I was in there one night. It was like a dead Thursday night, and there was just a hockey goal in the bar. Like just, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, yes. I my buddy Vinny. Do you know Vinny, the bartender? He's, he's kind of yeah. like my height. He's. Yeah, I was, yeah, I, we yeah. played high school sports I, against each other. We were always the same. I coached him at foot and football. Well, yeah, we were always at the same height, so we always had to like face each other in like basketball and stuff. So like we, we know. I go in there, and I go, dude, what, what, what's going on? <laughs> and he goes, don't ask. I go, done. He goes, you want the game on? And I go, the Rangers game. He goes, yeah. I go, yeah, done. Yep, please. Done. <laughs> so it's not like it's not a hockey park, right? So if they leaned in full tilt, dude, I would do, dude, Mike, I would do your social media for you. We crush it. Whatever you want to do, TikTok, Instagram, who cares? Well, let's let's get it done, son. Well, there we go. There's our homework for the weekend. <laughs> I'm telling I you, I mean that is the bar that does sponsor us too, Scotty. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It'd be perfect. I got the in. It'd be perfect. Yeah, it'd be a blast. We get expect, dude. You got the 19 TVs on the wall. Get the comments going. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's put that out on social media. Let's see. Uh, let's put. A, let's run a poll or a contest. See which bar should become the Comets bar and the Pioneers bar. Yeah, just the Utica Hockey Bar. I yeah, think Utica we Hockey do, Bar. If, if we put enough different poll, we could totally figure it out. And I think we could figure something out. I know a couple other people that own bars in here, but I'm pretty sure one of them's getting sold because I think they're. I don't think they're. I, just, I don't. Know, whatever. But um, <laughs> I thought you were about to say about to get sued. I was like, no, just leave us out of this. <laughs> No, there's a couple bars around here that I think are probably going to, but none of them that I go to. I believe Mike sponsors. Yeah, he they he sponsors their beer league team. Yeah, that I didn't get a jersey for for some reason. You got to play. I don't have to play. No, you don't. I don't have to play. <laughs> I mean, just get on the roster. I mean, you're gonna don't, doing, I just don't need. Do, just... I just need a jersey. That's it. We'll keep you in mind next year. Season's just about over. So, oh, what, what do you think this is, Jerry? I, I can't yeah. walk through the odd without getting you know distracted every five seconds. You got a shirt? You got a shirt? Hey, oh, hey, this, <laughs> uh, duh, woo, uh, people tell me to call me the mayor of a night of county. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, man. it's and it's relentless. It's everyone. It's, it is. I love it. I think it's great. But I'm just saying, if I had a jersey, it'd be even better. Yeah. I'm the shirt guy. <laughs> 
Dude, I'm the everything guy. Yeah. Dude, your tweet was hilarious. Yeah, I know. That's why I tweeted it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude. You are the everything wings of social media. You know that? I am. I am. I'm. I'm not a lot of people can handle me. It's not <laughs> what it is. It, not for everyone, but yeah. those that enjoy it, it is a delicacy. Well, let's think about that. Let's see about who should become the Unica Sports Bar, and we'll uh, we'll talk I about like it during the week because I can walk I, home. From I do it. too. So. <laughs> I walk there. Oh boy! Well, guys, I think that's about all the time we got for this week. Uh, this is like one of our longest shows on record here, so this is uh, <sighs> this is really cool. But uh, right, checklist goes for six hours, and they're the biggest hockey podcast in the world, we'll right? Fine. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, so, anyways, we want to thank from the Utica Pioneers, John Makovic, Brandon Osmondson. Justin Allen and Christian Acosta for coming on. We also want to thank Roy Chambers from the Roanoke, Roanoke Rail Yard Dogs of the SBHL for coming on. For Dom Real. For, for Jeremy Roberts. I'm Scott Kimball. This show's almost over. We can't go off the rails yet. That's all we got. We'll see you next week on Marty's Legal Stick Hockey Podcast. <laughs> Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. With every race, every qualifying run, and every pit stop, Tim Coffeen would feel the pressure and excitement. With his own podcast on the Sports History Network called Tim Coffeen Talks IndyCar and Racing History, Tim will share those very same racing emotions and memories with his listeners. Learn, laugh, and enjoy the world of IndyCar racing through the eyes of Tim Coffeen. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to Sports historynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.